in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> Welcome in, everybody. It's Tuesday, August 1st. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We're coming to you once again from the remote University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you, including getting you your MBA in just 12 months. Business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know what's better as the big X. Mike Rutherford here. With Trevor Kelsey on a steam, well, it's, I was going to say steamy, but it feels like, it felt like football weather this morning when I woke up. Walked outside, it was a crisp 64 degrees, and that's for a good reason. As I say this right now, as we talk right now, as we sit here right now, as you listen to this right now, the Louisville football team is conducting its first official practice of the 2023 season. Folks, football season is here. It's back. Your mic's not working. I know. I didn't mean for that to go over there. Oh, I thought you were just saying swing. Oh, it's a boing, actually. <laughs> I couldn't hear because your mic was off. I know. I was trying to you know, those those through your, your, your ears only. Hot start from TK here today behind the glass. You it's felt, football it, season, for God's sake. Get you, excited. You, you walked outside and felt like football season. I woke up at 2 o'clock, walked outside, and felt like going back inside season. Well, that is football season. <laughs> it was, football season to me is like the crisp fall air. Like the summertime still, summertime is two days and up downs weather. Well, yeah, that's football. Those are uh, that's the start of football. The bad part of football. <laughs> I still, I, th- I, I feel like I say this every year when we get to this point in the, the calendar year. When I walk outside in early, mid August, and like you, you know, the, the grass is crunchy, it's dead, it's, it's, it's brown, there's that sort of burnt grass smell in the air. It's still a, a hu- very humid heat. I mean, I haven't played football since my freshman year of high school. It's been, Almost, I mean, it's been over twenty years at this point. I still like when I walk outside this time of the year, and I, I, I get that feeling. I see those those smells. I think like those awful football practices in grade school and those <laughs> awful football practices my freshman year at Trinity, and just it, it's just like it all comes flooding back. You're like, ooh, I'm glad I don't have to be one of those kids today. Game time is when you when you walk out and you feel, you start thinking, oh, maybe I should wear a long sleeve shirt, a little crisp and a little crisp. Cool breeze. Love the Christmas. You're thinking of, you know. Not Christmas, Christmas, Christmas breeze. The Christmas. Uh, you're thinking of the, you know, the the leaves turning. Oh, yeah. A little cider in your system. Halloween yeah. on the brink. Yeah, that's that's mid-football season. But this, this is when champions are made. 
This is when the men separate themselves from the boys. <laughs> Little Oklahoma drills. All that good stuff happening. That's this time of the year, and we got U of a football to talk about today. Jefferson County High Schools, we always try to separate the men from the boys. Well, <laughs> we, you've got uh, U of a football held its media day today. We're going to hear from Jeff Brom coming up in, in the second segment. He will, I will play that press conference. What he had to say, a lot he's, of updates. He's coming on the show. He's not coming on the show. A lot, lot of updates from him today. He's. <laughs> I just told you he's practicing right now. So. <laughs> well, you don't know that we've got pool. It'd be poor form. Forty-five minutes into his first official practice as U of a football's head coach to be doing. An in-practice in, in interview with Big X Sports Radio. Poor form for him. Awesome Great for us. us. Yeah. That would be something There's that you could hang your two, two sides to every story. I mean, you might just, you ask him a question, he goes, Mike, Mike, hold on a second. Jake, Jake, what the hell, Reed, was that? Suck on that, Diener. We got Brahm in practice right now. Uh, but no, it's not happening. <laughs> we will hear from him. You make it throw like that, you'll be a plumber in two years. <laughs> Maybe we can get you know, today's practice and tomorrow's practice uh, are both open to the public. Maybe we can get some updates. If you're out there at practice, text us on the text line, 502-414-1450. Give us some updates. This does remind me, you, you get so hyped up for anything semi-legitimate when it comes to football news. And then you realize you, know, you don't get a whole lot out of the first few weeks of practice. You don't, you don't get that much information. But you're, you're, you'll take any nugget you can get. I remember when we first held the first day of practice for, I think it was either 2016 or 2017. They were supposed to be building us this new radio studio at, at Lynn Stadium, the soccer stadium, not Lynn Family, but the original Lynn Stadium. And it's right across the field from, right across the street from the football practice facilities. And it's a big glass opening and you know, shocking radio promises to, <laughs> tend to not get, get made. So it never got completed. But we did Well, a, I know one, the YouTube cameras will be here this be here time next week. Next week. We'll be here next week. But we we did a few shows out there, and we did one on the very first day of practice. You know, John is when I was doing the show with John. John was like, yeah, it just it feels good with practice being going on for us to be down there. And you forget like the the little practice facility. It's surrounded by a very tall fence with like just black tarp, so you can't see in. It's, it's on purpose. So we were there. We can't see anything. And like the whole time, I'm just like, oh, saw football in the air. Because every now and then the footballs would go above the air. I'm like, there's your update. I think they're either punting or they're throwing long passes right now. It's that time of year. We're desperate for anything. So if you are at the open practice today and you've got any tidbit you can pass along to us, hit us up on the text line at 502-414-1450. Even though the, the information is not going to be substantive just yet, it still feels good just knowing that the boys are out there practicing, that we are just a mere one month away from kickoff in Atlanta, you can almost grab it. You can almost taste it. it feels good. This is where the, the extra excitement comes out, too. Like, we're, for example, I look on here and I see George Pickens trending. I'm like, why is he trending? I look at, he had like one catch in a practice. Everybody's freaking out now. That's all that matters, baby. That's what practice does to you. You do that one play. You have George Jordan will have like one maybe nice run today, and it'll, it'll, it'll come out. And, and the next thing, and tomorrow it's. You know, I mean, I'm thinking maybe first team All American. This is Scott Long's year. I mean, this is yeah. he's going to break out at wide receiver this year. It's his team. Pat Carter, any day now. Can have a, he's, he's poised for a big season. Did he change his name a few times? Uh, n- we had a few players who changed their name. I don't think Pat Carter was, was not. Pat one Carter of them. not one of them. I thought he changed. I thought Carter wasn't his original name. I was thinking he was something else. Uh, well, that I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, to change your last name. That would that would have been impressive. You can do that. You can. Usually, people will change their first name. Yeah. That's true. And I guess, or you can just change your old name, like "World Be Free." Malik to Mikhail, back to Malik. <laughs> I just, I, I couldn't remember. Maybe he, I knew. Yeah, we had a few receivers change their names back then. But yeah, that's what that's what like today and next couple of days are for. For that, like one player would make up one play, 
And will it be, you know, tell give us the truth and fruition of what will happen with them? Maybe. Probably not. But you never know. The other thing, too, that's is... What, that's the fun of part of today. This is like... I don't know. It's like you say, waiting for Christmas and then waiting for the gifts to open, just anticipating what they are and just building everything up in your mind. You're thinking of Paul Harris, by the way. Did he change his name? Yes. To what? Uh, I don't remember, but it was... Oh. was <laughs> uh, Alfonso Carter. That's okay. Oh well, so he changed his name to Carter. To Carter, yeah. Okay, you're, you're always in that same vicinity. <laughs> so you're right. You're just, you're just never. Right. I knew there was a Carter yeah. in there somewhere, and he changed his whole name, which is something you 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 laughed at me for for a second. Yeah, well, you yeah, did. He changed the last name too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say that. Oh, the the flip side of what you're talking about too is, you know, there's going to be, you know, if Jack Plummer goes out there and like short hops a couple of passes. You can have people, the fans, and some of the the media accounts who like put the stuff out there, and it's like, I don't know if this guy's the guy. I, I don't know if he can get us there. You're obviously you're already distracted. Can you just? Can we just no, you is he the guy? Can he get us there? Who, what are we talking about? The guy who can maybe get exactly. us there. What are you typing in? Stay focused. <laughs> if I'm not like looking right at you, you get worried, don't you? Well, no, I can always tell when you're not like paying any sort of attention whatsoever. And how am I, I'm, paying, I'm, I'm talking to you. No, you're not. Well, now you are. What were you looking up? <laughs> Nothing. Alfonso Carter? <laughs> no, that one, no, I wasn't thinking about that, actually. Were you? <laughs> Who the Bats are playing today? Omaha? They're play- Omaha at home, 605. Yeah. Anyways, they just ruined the, the conversation. What, what were you talking about? Doesn't matter now. Who? You, do you remember who you're talking about? Yes, I was talking about like you know, the, the flip side of what you were discussing. Okay. Right? We're trying to have a back and forth here. You say something, I say something, you say something. That's on the same topic. That's the way we're supposed to be talking. And it was on you, and then you, you dropped the ball. No, because you stopped listening to me. <laughs> you don't know that. I did, because I stopped talking, and you just didn't say anything. <laughs> was it my turn to talk? Yes. Oh, what up? Anyways, we want to hear from you today on the Thornton Sex Line at 502-414-1450. A reminder, Thornton's looking for the best deals all summer long. The best way to take advantage, download the Refreshing Rewards app, go into the App Store, search Thornton's or Refreshing Rewards app, download that puppy, it'll take you about five seconds. And then when you go to one of the 35,627 area Thornton's locations, it'll save you money at the pump, it'll save you money inside. Use it liberally and then text us at 502-414-1450. Uh, we got lots to talk about outside of football. We will hear from Jeff Brom. We'll talk about the media day stuff. The ACC preseason media poll is out. Ooh. We're going to have some thoughts on that, I'm sure. I think you're going to have some thoughts on that a- as well. We've Sometimes. got the uh, some national sports news. U.S. Women's National Team advancing in the World Cup, but not looking impressive doing so. They're also dancing afterward. People are upset about the dancing. Uh, we'll talk about that. The Reds own the Cubs still. That's wonderful. They're a game and a half up in the Central. We got It's baseball uh, trade deadline day. Baltimore owns the Blue Jays. The trade deadline is going to end. These are the last three hours. It ends at 6 o'clock. So we will be on the air when all the big deals are going down just before I pulled in. Uh, Justin Verlander. Yep. Going back to the Astros. I look like they didn't get – I mean, I don't recognize the names of the the people they got for him. It was Drew Gilbert and Ryan Clipper, two two, uh, prospects I don't recognize. But Verlander is also like 41 years old. Yeah. And then they gave. I wanted him. Say what? I wanted him. I was hoping the Reds could pull something out. I mean, yeah, yeah you're not going to get. I don't think give a whole lot for him because he's also 41. And the and the Mets just gave him like a five year deal worth like 40 million a year, which is obscene. Yeah. So, but yeah, he was with the Astros last year, right? Wasn't he? When he went, he was. He's going back. Yeah. The uh, good for them, I guess. Yeah. The. the <laughs> <laughs> Astros have been like six straight ALCSs. You realize that? They're incredible. 
I mean, is, is, are they putting on like a dynasty that we just yes. is being overlooked? Kind I don't of. I think it's being overlooked. I think people have talked about it a lot. But it's been, I think it's been, or maybe I'm overlooked, but not maybe given the respect because of the, the side team. antics. Yes, hundred oh, percent. It's you know, yeah. The, the fact of the matter is, they're they're flexing and saying, "Look, you're all upset about us cheating. That's the only reason why we were good. Well, we haven't been cheating recently, and we're still dominating the sport. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely been something recently." I saw, speaking of, of, of trades, because you know, the Reds are trying to get something. There's some more that they may try to get an arm late today. They made the lamest trade of the, the trade deadline last night, getting <laughs> the, the mole receiver or reliever from Oakland last night. I love how Reds fans were like, bash, like we're, we just gave up a young prospect for for, for something. That's a ball. Like, we need a left hand. Yeah, he was like a double A pitcher for, you know, a middle reliever. You'd be okay. Yeah, it was a, yeah, I mean, what was it mole ver, mole uh, ver, for Boyle? Boyle, John Boyle. He's, he's a double A pitcher. Just skin the skin issue trade of the century is what we're <laughs> going for here. But yeah, no, I love it. Everyone's talking about are they going to get Verlander? Are they going to go after? It's like we got Mole. We're all in, baby. <laughs> well, did you need a lefty arm though? We, did, we needed a lefty reliever. They've okay. only had one. Alex Young has been <laughs> our only left-handed reliever for the no, season. It's not good. But it, I, I was reminded today of the uh, in 2015 the Aroldis Chapman trade when the Reds finally dump Chapman to the the Yankees and they got in return Eric G- Jagiello, Tony Renda, Caleb Cotham <laughs> and rookie rookie Davis. Nobody. Worst trade of all time. I lo- I remember rookie Davis just cuz his name was rookie. That's easy to remember. Yeah, so I remember him. Yeah, you but can also was... remember him for sucking at baseball. But then again, who was the um but you robbed Minnesota for for Taylor with Taylor uh, Mahi, I think was his name. That's where you got uh, Steer and uh, Christian uh, Incarcion and Strand, yeah, and somebody else too. In that dude, you got like, three yeah. good players for. They've done well recently. A pitcher who hasn't <laughs> barely even played with the Twins. They've done well recently, but the back in the day, the the Chapman trade, and then when, you know when we got rid of uh, uh, Josh uh, Hamilton, did that trade didn't go great for us. That was I forgot you traded him. I thought he just looked as a free agent. No, we traded him to. I think we I think we got Edson Volquez who. Was okay for us, and then got really good when he left. Yeah, he, well, he had, he had the uh, he he was kind of on the up up with because uh, he was in Oakland with Aaron Harang when you got him. Well, we got him from the Rangers. He's a prospect. Oh, okay. Now okay. Aaron Harang was from Oakland. Then. Okay. Yeah. I vaguely yeah. remember that team because that was the team I worked all year over in the board for. Yeah, that was a few years earlier. Yeah, but right. uh, yeah, the Reds have done well recently, which yeah. is why they're in the position they're in. But reminded of that trade. We'll see if they, anything happens between now and six o'clock. Of course, we'll keep you updated there. Uh, for our diehard Major League Baseball fan audience. This uh, is the first time in a while you're buying, not selling, though, right? First time in a couple years. Yeah, we, At least a couple years. We bought in the, the, the COVID year, 2020. In 2021, you know, they were right there, and then they just fell off uh, towards the end of that season. Got beat out for the uh, the wild card by the Cardinals. But they, I think that we added a couple of guys in 21. I was going to say, who's last, do you remember the last name maybe you bought? Is, is is a buyer, not a seller. We bought in a couple of reliever arms. It's always relievers, isn't it? Yeah, Usually. yeah. In twenty one, and they ended up being I can't remember. I can't remember who it was at this point. Um, yeah, but whoever it was, it was we ended up being our eighth inning man in twenty one, and I I'm just totally blanking on his name. Last year we 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 when our buying our biggest buy was uh, getting Toppy of the outfielder. How'd that work out for you? Nah, uh, made the playoffs. Yeah, got swept two nothing by Seattle, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, <laughs> Michael Givens is who I'm thinking of. From uh, it's from two years ago. From Bell Biv DeVoe. From what? From Bell Biv DeVoe. From the Colorado Rockies. Oh, yeah, he was good for us for a but while. They were from Philadelphia and did not help <laughs> us make the playoffs. All right, before we get into any of all those topics, uh, 
TK, how, how was the, the Monday night? Were you, are you well-rested? Are you feeling good? You slept till 2. You should be well-rested. You, you think so, but, but, but you could have gone for a little more. I mean, I don't know what I don't know if I yeah, I mean for, for starters, from about six AM until I woke up at two, I got up like five times to pee. I don't know what the deal was today. That's me every night pretty much. I mean, usually I'll get up once or twice, but like I'm, I mean I'm like five times in like a six hour span. It's like every hour is I'm to wake up. It's like where's this all coming from? I mean I haven't had anything to drink since like midnight. That's how you know you're healthy. Is that is that a good sign? It's a great sign. It just means you're you're well hydrated. No, <laughs> okay, it's, it's typically not a good sign. No, but, it's not. I don't, now I'm confused. Well, you could tell me what's true and what's not. I pee. I've peed like seven times a night, every night for like the last ten years. So I'm not I mean, dead yet. I mean, this is. I mean, if I have to keep this up, this is going to be like an exercise routine. Well, like it's, it's, it's once it's again just good for you. A long walk from here to the bathroom at the end of my room. You know, it's it's, it's a nice little trot. I have to get up and stuff. It's hard on the knees. Every time I get up, I'm benching like four. I'm like, you know, squatting four hundred pounds. I mean, good lord, you. Is that how it works? When's the last time you? When's the last time you squatted that much? Never. Okay. So for those who are like don't don't you don't work out? I really. I do squats every day, buddy. When's the last time I squatted anything? I had, not since high school, I don't think. Well, I mean, I squatted before I came in here. Okay. <laughs> but other than uh, I, I had a good Monday night. Uh, watched Blow because we talked about it and Paul Rubin. R.I.P. Uh, yeah, so uh, then I watched Alpha Dog, a favorite movie of yours. You watch Alpha, you've watched Alpha Dog a couple of multiple it, times. It started in the show. As soon as I finished streaming Blow, I turned it off, and, like, I mean, I could you not have timed it better if Alpha Dog came on Showtime. So I just started watching it. I think no more rap videos. No. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a good movie, too. I mean, it's, it's I one s- of your best suggestions. You know, I've already the, seen it. One of the weird things that that has happened on the show since we started doing it, one of the many weird things, which now we're coming up on the two-year anniversary. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Uh, in a couple weeks. I got a one-year uh, memory thing on Facebook with you, me, and, and uh, Patrick at, at the car place. I'm like... This is insane. Yeah, time is flying. I like one. My other one today was 14 years ago today. I, I'm talking about the Reds taking two out of three against like the Pirates or something. 14 <laughs> years ago would have been was that 2009. Uh, sounds about right. Not a great team. <laughs> not their not their best. Not a playoff team. Uh, 13 years ago, Reds take out okay, two out of three versus the Braves to sweep the Pirates. That yeah. was yeah. That was when they ended up. They won the uh, the Central and then lost to the Phillies. That was a good yeah. team. 14 years ago, Reds are officially in last place and with the Pirates. Yeah, One would describe was, that embarrassing. 09 was a bad season for sure. 2010 was good. 2010 was the start of that window, and hope, which hopefully we're reopening now for the next three to four. Also said on this day 14 years ago, Roy Holiday is still a Blue Jay. Yay. But uh, <laughs> what I was going for uh, before that was one of the weird things in the show that's happened is when we talk about things, there's this weird deal where like you and I will bring up something obscure and then it will come up in the real world. Or like somebody – the cyclical nature of the show has been very bizarre. Case in point, at the very end of yesterday's show, we were talking about um, – somebody asked the question, is there a bad 80s movie – that no, Trevor, yeah. The Trevor doesn't like. Yeah. And you looked it up, and the very first result was Howard the Duck, which that's which I'd a like. A movie yeah. that you do like, and we've discussed Howard the Duck a couple of times on the show. You, I think you watched it fairly recently. I did, yeah, a couple less than a month or so, a couple months ago, maybe. And so I wake up this morning. The, I, I, I pull up Twitter or X, pull up the X on the phone, open up the X, which feels wrong to say. Uh, but I, I pull up the X, and the I, first thing that I see trending, Howard the Duck. On this day, 37 years ago. No. August 1st, 1986, the cosmos, countless worlds upon worlds. In this possibility, every galaxy exists. In the beginning, there was 
Howard the Duck. <laughs> Awesome! I didn't realize. 1986, really. 1980s, August 1st, 1986, Howard the Duck was released. It's just, it's exactly 27 days, uh, it's about my age. It's 27 days and two years older than I am. <laughs> or younger than I am. Yeah, younger than I am. A lot has not changed on this day. It's a great movie. But this, it, I thought it was one of those weird things we talk about, you know. We discuss things in the show. They pop up in real life. How are the duck? Just the latest example. There you go. Um, you got nothing else to add from last night? What are you looking up now? Here? I was ringing a Power Duck's theme song for when we got Howard the Duck. Woo! <laughs> the problem is I don't know I don't have a way to cue it up, so we might just have to go blind on it. But uh, Make sure there's no cussing in it. I don't think there is. References Depends to female to, anatomy. Depends. <laughs> he might say the word booby. <laughs> I don't care for that. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. You know exactly the the limit of what can be said in terms of slang now. Yeah, well, it's not. It's not a new thing. That's a slang word. I, how am I supposed to know that? I didn't know that was a bad word. You've been on radio forever. You can't say that. <laughs> I've said that. You shouldn't have. Well, that, that that's a long line of stuff. I mean, I said the D word a couple of times and was quickly notified that I could not say that. I think if you say the T word, you're gonna be notified of the same thing. Trevor. Exactly. <laughs> I just got this email. I know you love these. Esquire. No, not Esquire. Esquire oh. will come a little bit later. The people one will come later. But the uh, the uh, Customs and Border Protection email. I don't like them. What they seize in Louisville. Uh, this happens, uh, I feel like, once a month I get one of these emails. They have now seized, intercepted 130 designer watches worth $4.24 million. Ooh, designer watches. We've had, they've, they've seized like designer watches stuff before on here. Yeah, they, they do a lot of. Because I remember fit. thinking, like when we had a watch discussion on this last time. See, but what they what they always do, they they put that in the headline, like they're worth four point two four million dollars. When the reality is, if you read into the press release, they would be worth that much if they were legitimate. And these are counterfeits, so it's like, well, you didn't really, you know, come on. I mean, so if they were real, they were four point two million. Yes, but the counterfeits are worth like four four hundred and fifty. Exactly, two. something like that. Now, when they say border, they like, I mean, they literally mean the border of like USA or or, or the state of Kentucky. What's well, in Louisville? So, like, like is they're coming across like the Lincoln Bridge or something? They're no, they're they're in like shipping containers. Like, oh, okay. On Ohio. Okay. Yeah. I'm just I don't know, I'm just picturing like just somebody coming across like this from a minute and cops being like, hold up. <laughs> we think you've got some watches, sir. Lucy, as soon as they pass that sign, it says Brashear welcomes you. <laughs> Get them, boys. <laughs> I, when you say that's what I'm saying, the Kentucky border, that's what I'm picturing. Like, like I'm, I'm trying to sneak across, like somewhere, somewhere down the river, trying to sneak across the border. Like, you never <laughs> make it to Florida like this. No, uh, the nationwide in the fiscal year of 2022, the uh, CBP seized over 24.5 million dollars worth of shipments. Had the goods been genuine, they would have been worth just shy of three billion dollars. There you go, saving saving the economy. I don't know. I'm 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 off. Let, let himself knock off stuff. Really, who's <laughs> a, who's a hurting of some poor CEO who's not going to get like an ivory back scratcher this month or something now? Speaking of the economy, I'll, I will credit credit our, our man TJ Walker with this. He, he put this uh, on my radar via his Instagram today. Uh, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Kersey, every morning seven to nine. Give me the, the latest and greatest in the sometimes me too. and so, scoots. Sometimes you, sometimes scoots. Yeah. The Taylor Swift Eras tour. The latest financial report. So, what you contributed to? Well, my wife did. No, it's partly you. Not really. It's mostly her. 
<laughs> You're in it halfway. It's good. What she does, Thank you, you for do. Saying that. Vice versa. I appreciate you you saying that, even though it's not true. This one of us has believes it. <laughs> Taylor Swift's Eras Tour. So 117 concerts are, are in this tour. It's a worldwide tour. Okay. It is projected to add up to five billion dollars to the global economy, according to market research firm Question Pro. Swifties uh, surveyed who attended this concert said they spent an average of $1,300 per show, a whopping $720 more than that they said that was their intended budget. But even with the added expenses, 91% of people said they would do it again, and they did not regret spending the extra amount of money. It's because they're morons. The $5 billion. I mean, so that, that, that's, like not, that's not like the concert, like what she's making. That's like the money that the city's making. Off her coming there, right? What's well, all, all of that? All of them combined, at least. Yeah. And you see, yesterday. So what's five billion divided by one hundred and thirty something? One hundred and thirteen. One hundred thirteen. That tells you how much every city's making. Uh, well, it's not. I mean, she's making some of this too. Oh, I thought that was just like the you say the, the economy. I mean, that's I figured it's like the. I think it's all. It's the all the revenue. She's part of the too. economy. I also saw. Well, I said I saw Mary thrust this on my radar that there is a <laughs> a, a new gigantic study saying like more intelligent people listen to Taylor Swift. Intelligent people like Taylor Swift, according to a study from College Rover. When it comes to Taylor Swift, she's the top star listened to by students with high GPAs uh, in, a, in the best American colleges. Yeah, you were. I thought you were going to try to say like you're smarter because you listen to Taylor Swift. Well, smart people apparently listen to her. SZA was third. Who was on the smart people list? Yeah. Who who was third? SZA. I've never heard of him. And the weekend was second. I literally thought you were making that up. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know the weekend is. What, because of that show? No, because he was on Madden soundtrack. And he did yeah. the he did a halftime show where he, he got caught in a room. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, <laughs> there you go. He did the whole uh, everybody, the Rockwell uh, imitation. Um. There you go. We're also going to t- get into the, uh, the conference realignment stuff again today. All eyes on Arizona. Apparently, uh, there's new reports. I, I don't. I don't trust any report that comes out. Like, it's getting to the point now where I don't even trust like Brett McMurphy reports. Like I, I just Ooh, now watch everything it. that comes out seems to be wrong. Last night the big word was Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah are banding together today. It's all eyes on Arizona. Now we've got word that UConn has called an emergency meeting of its board of regents. You've got today the the big thing was which is hilarious. The Pac-12, the new TV deal, the media rights deal, the president of the, the commissioner of the Pac-12, George, I can never pronounce it, Klivikoff, was meeting with all the schools today to lay out, it's finally set, this new media rights deal. We're going to lay it out to you, what's going on, here we go. And he meets with all the schools, and he's got nothing to give him. He's got absolutely nothing. He goes out there, and he's like, the new media rights deal is, we still don't have a media <laughs> rights deal. He basically goes to the PowerPoint and just says, we are Who's bleeped. the commissioner, Vince Tyree? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so now, I mean, the, the Pac-12, it, it, we've been saying they're officially dead forever. It feels like now they are. They're, they're, if Arizona and Arizona State leave, and Utah if, they, if this word of a trio is in fact accurate, it does feel like it's. I mean, the Pac-12 pretty much dead. was on life support when UCLA and USC left. Yeah, and, and now you know they had this big plan to sustain itself, and it just seems like nothing has gone right. They're they're even losing the CW to us <laughs> for for TV rights deals. You mean the channel? Yeah, well we we got that new deal. <laughs> 
I think I mean, they're going to end up forming some sort of partnership with PBS. I mean, PBS may be too good for them. <laughs> I don't know what the Pac-12, go, where they go from here. All I know is if the ACC is looking to stabilize itself, you say to, to Oregon and Washington, your conference is gone. You're going to have nowhere to play in two years. You can go to the Big Ten and they can give you like a 50% revenue share. We're giving you everything. We're throwing the book at you. They go to PBS. Do they get a telethon? Sure. You support the Pac-12. We'll send you a koozie. Can you make that reference when I first say the line as opposed to two minutes later? You wouldn't stop talking. You, well, I mean, you still jumped in anyway. <laughs> My point is, if you're the ACC right now, go to Oregon and Washington. Say, we're going to make you full share. Boom. You're in. Anything we make, you're getting. Because the Big Ten's going to go after you, and they're going to give you a 50% share. I, I think this is the moment where you need to pounce. If you want to stabilize yourself for the future, if you want to make the big football schools happy, add two pretty good football programs, get your conference to 16 Make sure that you can compete numbers-wise with wherever the Big 12 is going to go from here. They're the best of the remaining. I mean, I don't know who else you would want to maybe pick off. Stanford would fit with the academic profile if you want to go there. Also, they win like a million of the Olympic sports national championships. So you can do the fake chest-thumping thing where it's like <laughs> what the Pac-12 has been doing for the last few years. The Capital One bolt cup right. or whatever, like, yeah. Yeah, the Pac-12 has been doing this thing where they're like, you guys keep saying we suck. We've won more national championships than anybody. And people yeah. are like, congrats on your diving national title. We, we weren't watching. Hey, now. Divers are people too. They are. They're just not people that draw They're just gigantic very TV aerodynamic people. For their yeah, congrats on your, your water polo <laughs> national title. Uh, so Stanford would help with that. We have the most hairless sports teams of anybody. <laughs> I mean, who else would you go after? I think mean, Oregon, Washington, Stanford seem like no brainers. Let's assume, for the sake of assuming, that Arizona and Arizona State are off the table, and we'll take Utah off the off the table too. Who else do you go for? Cal. Nobody. You don't add Cal. I mean, I guess maybe. I mean, do we have, I mean, are you saying I have to add somebody? Well, if you want an even number, if you want four schools, I guess. Yeah. I mean, who? I mean, I'm trying to think of who else. I'm drawing a blank on maybe. Well, the only other thing is you might have a situation where Washington says you need to bring Washington State. Right? We're linking up because that's kind of what Arizona is doing with Arizona State. So, I mean, you don't have Colorado State. I mean, that's the only other option really is Washington State or California, Oregon State. Yeah, I mean, it, so if it came down to it, and Oregon may do the same thing exactly. with them, yeah. If Washington and Oregon both said, we'll go to the ACC, but you've got to take Oregon State and Washington State. Do you do it? I mean, I would take Washington State and Oregon State if I was getting Oregon and Washington with it, I yeah. Mean, you absolutely do it. I think it's, it's a no brainer. Yeah, it's like, me. you know, it's like in 22 Jump Street. You know, I'll, I'll take in Chantana if I have to, if to get his brother, too. Because if Oregon and Washington go without those two schools, where the hell do they end up? Mm, the the Independence. Yeah, whatever. Mountain West, probably. Yeah, something with Boise. Anyway, uh, something with Cal and, 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 and Idaho. We're going to shift the conversation back to U of L football. After the break, we're going to let you hear from Jeff Brom, his press conference today, previewing the start of fall camp, which now is going, uh, as we speak, uh, on out there adjacent to the Traeger or the Stoneberger Complex, the Traeger Field, whatever it's called, out there at, uh, you, know, you know what I'm talking about, by, by LNN Stadium. Not a clue, but I, I, I thought you said you just got triggered. Thank you. We'll hear from uh, Jeff Brom after the break. Get you ready for Cardinal football here on a Tuesday on 1450 and 96-1, the Big X.
My brother, the show here on 1450 96 one, the big X. Just saw the uh, breaking news, Keontae Goodwin. We knew this already, but he's officially in the transfer portal, which makes him the first player in the portal for the 23 24 cycle. Um, rumors that he wants to head back closer to home to deal with a sick family member. Could it be Louisville? Could it be back to Kentucky? Could it be Bellarmine sprint football? Who knows? <laughs> I think he's too big. But we'll have to check the. Way. I just got like, their Bellerman like looking like, like like Billy Madison. <laughs> He's got to try every school before he. Uh, I mean, he if, be, if he comes a little and like becomes awesome, how great would that? It be? It would be incredible. I don't. See I mean, you know how you how mad that would hilarious. make UK fans. He like single handedly wins them the game in two years. Oh, he just becomes like a pro bowler. Like he comes in just, just dominates it left hand. He's like our, he's like the next generation Jackie Slater or something like it'd be that. Great. I mean, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be I mean you can't basically just lose their mind. We'll see if it happens. We should have taken Matt Elam back in the day. See if he could have been better here. They <laughs> if all he has the ability, I'm sure we can still get him. They all would have been better here. <laughs> Earlier today, Jeff Brom met with the media to talk about the start of fall camp, which is currently happening. First practice day launched at 2.45. As we, it's fo- officially football season. So here's uh, Jeff Brom from earlier today getting you hyped up, getting you ready for his first season at the helm of the Cardinal football program. Or maybe he's not going to talk. What's with the volume? Uh, what did you, you send me? A, a defunct video? I sent you the video from... Guys, there he is. There you, there you go. As well. We're looking forward to preparing for Georgia Tech. Let's move it. Yeah, the very beginning, the audio is messed up. You know, get around them there he goes. and uh, get them uh, up to speed as much as we can. But uh, getting out in the practice field will, will be uh, even better. Uh, so we're excited about that. And it's important to get our guys prepared and ready to go and get us guys as many, as get us guys healthy as much as we can to game one as well. And we're looking forward to preparing for Georgia Tech. Yeah, Jeff, what what are your top priorities going into the fall camp? Maybe some things you didn't get quite finished uh, in the spring. Well, I think it's important that, uh, you know, we throw as much at our guys as we can early on. Uh, there are some, uh, you know, numerous components that have not been here in the spring, so we want to get a, a chance to look at them uh, in full speed action, uh, doing real football activities in a team setting. So that'll be important to see, you know, uh, how much depth we have at each position. I do think that uh, we have the ability to develop some depth right now at, at certain positions that we did not have before, which will be great to see. Uh, we've, so we've got to continue that. And then, of course, like everything, it's about getting guys ready for game one and then, you know, getting that next batch ready to uh, step in when their number's called and also, you know, prepare for the future. And did everybody is everybody here that should be here is another thing. Yeah, I, I'm. I think everyone's here that's supposed to be here. Um, you know, normally we start camp. Uh, uh, you know, just with the normal lot of amount of guys. So, uh, uh, yeah. So we, we 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 feel we feel good about uh, where the roster is in that aspect. Uh, you know, there are a few guys that uh, have 
had off-season surgeries that have recovered, and uh, probably 90% of them are fully cleared, and a few others that uh, it'll take a little time uh, to see how they progress in fall camp. Bring all this together, and in, you know, you've had preseason. Now you're what five weeks away from your first game, and, and like you said, there's a lot to do. Uh, how do you bring it all together and say, well, we can do this, we can't do that, blah blah blah. Well, that's what uh, we're supposed to be getting done right now. And I do think uh, nowadays uh, summer workouts and summer planning and making sure um, we do enough things to challenge them to uh, prepare just like it was practice. And then, of course, they're able to run some player practices on their own after uh, we work with them a little bit is vital to success. So I think they're up to speed to a certain degree. At the same time, they don't have pads on at that, at that point. So to get them in, in full pads and, and see them, um, you know, run things and uh, learn things and uh, play together and, uh, you know, see who definitely are our playmakers will be important. But I, I think it's, uh, you know, that's what we're going to do every year. I think every year it's going to be like that as well, where you're going to have uh, guys coming back and new new pieces to the team and, and you got to prepare uh, that way and, and, and piece that together as quickly and as efficiently as you can. Have you changed sort of how you do things in terms of the install or things early on in fall practice, considering you have so many new guys, uh, maybe different from other years? Well, what, what we, we, we try to do is, uh, you know, a lot of these guys uh, um, have been here uh, throughout the spring, and then we have a component of guys that are new. And, uh, you know, the summer is planned out accordingly where we're running ball plays and uh, running our defense and offense. and doing special teams and, and going over all those things. So um, while there are certain rules you have to abide by and, and uh, adhere to, at the same time, you can get in a lot of work. And, the, and these guys have been here. And you know, over the years, it's different than over 30 years ago when I played. But uh, you know, they do a lot in the summer. And uh, they put a lot of time in. And uh, it's mapped out. And uh, they're over at the facility. And uh, it's really not optional. Uh, so I just think that uh, you have to utilize that. It can't just be a a free for all and throw the ball out. You've got to, you've got to prepare. So I just think uh, that's a part of it. And uh, now it's about us fully being on the field in pads. And I, uh, you know, we should, you know, be able to prepare and know what to do. And uh, everyone who's here, no matter when they got here, uh, it's up to us and our job to get them ready to play. And if they don't know what they're doing, then it's our fault. You said it was different than when you played. What was the difference thirty years ago? And can't believe it's that long. But Quite a bit. It was quite different. Uh, you know, back in those days, you showed up in the summer and worked out and grabbed a card and filled it out and did as much as you can, and that was optional. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's that's changed years ago. And it's, uh, you know, it's just very – yeah, I'm sure every team's doing it. If not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure they should be. But, you know, you've got to map, map those things out. And, uh, you know, these guys are here. They're taking classes in the summer. They're going through workouts. They're in our weight room. They're training. They're rehabbing injuries. They're – uh, conditioning, um, and, and we're able to do things on the field. And uh, that rule changed a couple years ago where we can do a little bit more on the field with them than we used to as far as individual instruction. And uh, you have to utilize that. It's just it's vital to do that. And uh, really the kids uh, want to do that as much as possible. So I just think that, uh, you know, we try not to, um, um, you know, burn them out, so to speak. But the, they want to be here and they want to put in the work, and, and it's up to us to make sure we're around as much as we can to help them prepare. Jeff, a couple weeks, Jeff, a couple weeks ago, 
you said that TJ Capers was still kind of coming back from a from a knee injury. Is he full go now, or is he still very much trying to come back from that injury? He is not full go yet. Uh, he had uh, knee surgery after his season. Uh, things have gone well. Uh, we just got him here a little while ago, so we want to make sure we uh, get him fully healthy before we get him out there going full speed. But he's making progress, and I think he's getting closer, but it, that'll still take some time. Coach, you guys have eight open practices. Just t talk about the decision to do that and what that means for the program to have fans come out and see them eight times this, this fall camp. Well, I think it's very important. And my mentor, Coach Snellmerger, was the best at it and uh, fully believed in it. I know nowadays not many people do it, but uh, you know we want to. And I think it's important to include the fan base and anybody who wants to be a part of the program and see what's going on. And uh, you know, there's nothing uh, we're hiding. You know, I, w I want guys and our players to see. Uh, the support that's out there and the people that are interested in watching them compete and get ready for the season. Uh, I want some, to add a little excitement uh, to the practice and let them know that uh, you know, there's a lot of people depending on them to go out and perform at a high level and, and want to see them succeed and want to be a part of it. Uh, and I just think it, uh, you know, is a lot more fun that way. Um, are there a few things we got to be careful of what we, we show and do? I'm sure there is, but at the same time, um, you know, we got to be good enough coaches to be able to um, change things up and do what we need to do to win and know that, you know, we'll have time to prepare for each opponent weekly. But right now it's about playing football, learning the game. Uh, we want the fans to be a part of it. We want them to come out uh, during game day as well. But, um, you know, I definitely want to, you know, continue that and do that as much as possible. I'm excited about Jack. He's worked really hard, and that's always been a strength of his. He puts in the time. He puts in the effort. He's a great leader. Uh, he's really uh, bought into getting to know his teammates here as quickly as he can. He's done a really good job in the spring. I see him putting in extra work all the time. You know, he came here for a purpose. You know, He wants to be great. He wants to challenge himself to help this football team win. Um, he was able to play some pretty good football last year, even though uh, they weren't able to, to win as many games as he would like, and he wants to be on a winning football team and try to do something special. And I think he's uh, definitely battle-tested. He's got the experience that you're looking for with that position, which is, is hard to do. He's been through the ups and downs. He knows uh, my positive traits and negative traits. We know each other. Uh, but at the same time, he's uh, a competitor, and uh, he's been really, really good with the other quarterbacks getting them up to speed on maybe how we do things slightly different here and there. Uh, and even the young guys and Pierce and those guys teaching them uh, what he knows. So I just think he's really been a positive influence and uh, a great addition to this point. Jeff, there's a lot of, when you take this job, there's a lot of outside things pulling at you. Obviously, you have a lot of family and friends in town. Does this kind of feel like turning the page a new chapter today? It's like, okay, this is the football season. Now we can really you know, focus and get locked in and kind of block out everything else and just kind of get ready? Well, it does. And, and I've enjoyed being back. And I think it is important that, uh, you know, myself uh, and everybody realize this, you know, to me, the, the great part about winning here is it can be a not only just a family affair, but a full city affair. And uh, this town wants to see sports succeed. They want to do great things. They want to challenge themselves against any city across the country and any program and and we want to help try to put a great product on the field so there's a lot that goes into it uh but it's important that uh you know the, the fans in this town know that we're going to get everything we have um we're going to 
lay it on the line. We're going to you know, try to win as much as we can. We want them to, to feel part of it. These players want to win. It's important to them. Uh, they really do work hard, and they, they want to do great things. And, um, you know, as, as a former player, former coach uh, who's coached here and, and uh, um, you know, native of this city, I understand how important it is and what it means. So we're, we're going to do everything in our power to, to, to try to put a good product on the field. As a quick follow-up, Kenny Payne kind of talked about the, that TBT, how it affected him with the crowd. You were there for a couple of games. Did that kind of have the same impact on you, kind of like going back to when you were a kid being in there and you see the fan base so excited about something? Well, I enjoyed it, and it was fun to watch. And it was fun to watch the former players go out there and compete that did great things when they were here. They understand what it means to uh, – to work hard and try to win a championship and what it brings to the city and uh, all the positives that come with that. And, uh, you know, but they understand the work that's required uh, to do that. And, and um, you know, it was fun to, to, to watch those games. Um, and, and uh, you know, a lot of um, fans were out in full force. And, yes, a lot of players, uh, I'm sure Kenny's basketball players saw that. Uh, but, you know, that's what winning can do. And if you're willing to put in the work and willing to work at it, uh, lay it on the line, uh, it can bring a lot of people together uh, and everybody can have a lot of fun. And at the same time, you know, you've got to be tough enough to, to handle some losses and some defeats and work through it. Uh, but realize uh, that the, the prize at the end uh, can be really fun for all. Jeff, kind of going back to Jack, you talked about how he wants to be great. With him having so much experience as a you know college football player, quarterback, you know, four years at, with you and then one year at Cal. What more do you feel like he has to prove or what? how much more does he have to has to get better to be that, that great quarterback or maybe where he wants to be? Well, quarterback play is unique where you've just got to be uh, efficient in a lot of things. And, um, you know, his work ethic is there, his intelligence level is there. Um, you know, executing, helping his team win is, is really the, the – the, the difference maker for quarterbacks is can you elevate your team and help them win? And uh, sometimes it's not all due to your play, and sometimes the losses isn't all due to your play, but that's how it's uh, perceived. And I just think uh, we're going to try to build this team around his strengths, uh, utilize the talent we have. He's got to play efficient, smart football, be a great leader, be tough, um, um, and, and be able to handle the adversity that comes up. But I just think he's he's been battle-tested uh, a great deal at this point, and that's – that's much uh, harder to teach than you think. You kind of have to go through it, and, uh, and he has. So, you know, I, I would hope that we can help him have a great uh, last year and uh, he can help his football team win games. Just since you've been coaching, which goes <coughs> back a ways, um, how much has this, like, first week of camp, first days of, of fall camp changed, even the last couple of years with this post-spring transfer window and – you got completely new guys coming in that weren't even here in the spring. Has it changed the way you start practice at all or changed the timing of, of the start of practice? Well, rules change every year. To be quite honest, we've adjusted our practice schedule uh, more over the years than maybe others, and uh, I think uh, the game is kind of catching up to that to a certain degree. What, what's going on is these guys train year-round now. They put in a lot of time in the summer. <clears throat> is it important to go out there and grind and work hard and – sweat and be out there a long time yes it is but at the same time it's important to get your best players to, to game one healthy and to get them fresh so I think we try to combine the perfect combination of, of getting work in and also trying to get to that first game healthy uh, I think we try to combine the perfect combination of we've got to 
you know, football really comes down to 11 on 11. So people can throw the ball around all summer they want. They can play seven on seven. It doesn't, it doesn't really, it's not real football. And uh, so we have as much 11 on 11, good on good work as we can in camp to get our guys accustomed to going against the best competition they can. We'll continue that through the season, probably more so than others, where we go good on good uh, and our best against our best to understand the speed of the game uh, and each and every week. And, and, and uh, so I, I think we've we've mapped it out pretty good. It slightly changes every year. Uh, it's based on how much depth you have and, and uh, the veterans uh, you have on your team. But yes, there are some newcomers that uh, we need to see uh, in live bullets. We need to see how they react to good things and bad things happening. But to this point, what we've been able to, to see in the summer ha has been good. And I think these guys should be able to help our team. They've been good teammates to this point, and we're hopeful that uh, you know the chemistry is, is good as we continue to move forward. Jeff, you on the offensive line during the spring, you said you had to get better there. You've brought in a bunch of guys since then. What do you expect out of the competition that you're going to see there in fall camp with all those new guys? Well, just the other day we were going over our depth chart and how to rotate guys and get them ready for practice, and, and yes, we have more depth there, and that, that is really good to see. Um, now some of them, you know, we haven't seen them full pads and go full speed, so we, you know, I don't want to judge it too soon, but I think we definitely have depth and competition. Um, we would like to play, you know, more than one deep and get other guys ready to go just in case things happen to keep guys fresh. We've always done a pretty decent job of that. Uh, so that's been encouraging to this point, and I think, uh, you know, just getting those guys up to speed on how we call things, uh, you know, making quick decisions, being able to react and, and understand and adjust to what you're seeing on defense is always important. Uh, the communi communication part as far as physically, a lot of times they can do that. It's just uh, recognizing and being intelligent uh, in, 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 in how we teach and making sure they, they, they know exactly what they're doing on every play. But I, I've been encouraged at this point. You said your goal or one of your goals is to win now. That covers a lot of ground, of course, from 7-5 to 12-0. How do you define success? What, With this team, your first team, what's a successful season in your eyes? Well, we don't talk about goals a whole lot, but we do at the beginning of camp. And uh, without question, uh, you know, we always want to try to win the ACC championship. That's always going to be a goal of ours, and it's going to be this year as well. Uh, we always want to try to, you know, Win our, win our home games and win any time we play on this field, and that's going to be another goal as well. And we always want to try to beat our rival, and which we all know who that is. So uh, all those things are important. Uh, we won't shy away from it. Um, you know, I can't predict uh, exactly how this season will go, but, you know, you just – unfortunately for Moran, it's got to be a one-game season every week, and you've got to prepare as much as you can for that opponent. Uh, Put everything you got into it, coaches and players, and lay it on the line and uh, hope to win. And if you win, you got to be able to do it again and not pat yourself on the back at all and, and take it easy the next week or you will lose. Same time, if you lose, you got to be able to you know, keep that confidence and use that as motivation and, and, and drive you to work even harder so that doesn't happen again. And I just think if you're able to stay balanced and know that it's a one-game season every week and uh, – You'll block out anything else. Uh, normally, good things are going to happen. But if you allow uh, any of that to affect you, or you look down the road, or you don't uh, don't take one thing, one team. Uh, if you take one team for granted, it's going to catch up with you. So I just think we talk about it a lot, uh, but we need to you know back that up. So it's just a matter of um, you know putting the best effort forth every day and uh, getting better, challenging ourselves, and, and hope that uh, 
you know, we can have the, the toughness and composure to, to compete every week to win, win the football game. Jeff, when it gets to this point in the season, about a month out from the start of the season, what kind of feelings are going through you as, you know, coming back to your alma mater, coming back to your hometown? What kind of emotions are you as we start practice a month out from the season? Well, I've liked to, watched a lot of videotape of our first opponent night here lately just to make sure I'm up to speed. So you just kind of, you really go back and you dive into things any, even deeper and you realize that uh, the time to, you know, watch a baseball game on TV or do something simple that needs to wait till after the season. So uh, that that's important. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see our guys compete. Like uh, everyone knows, there's some new pieces. I want to see what they can do. I want to have some fun with it. I want our guys to enjoy trying to be great at what they do. I want them to enjoy trying to uh, defeat, defeat uh, you know, the, the person on the other side of the ball each and every play and, and have some fun with it. And I just think if we can – making competitive and fun and everybody's working hard, uh, good things will happen. But you've got to take things on uh, head on. You've got to not back down. You've got to be willing to lay it on the line uh, each and every week. And uh, if you do that, uh, you can achieve whatever you want. But it's got to be consistent and you've got to be able to you know, stick together and, and continue to, to fight through it no matter you know, what's going on. And, you know, Everybody at this time of year thinks they can win every game. It's just not the reality of it. Uh, so you got to be able to handle losses when they come. You got to be able to um, um, press forward and realize that that's part of the game. At the same time, yeah, it'd be great to to win every one. But um, you know, preaching a one game season is how we, we we try to get through that. All right, that was UofL head football coach Jeff Brom getting ready for the start of his first fall camp here in Louisville as the head man. A lot of good stuff there. We, it's 4 o'clock. We'll take a break. Come back. We'll discuss that a little bit. We'll also get into the ACC preseason media poll, which will get I think some people riled up, and then we'll turn it over to you guys on the text line for a little bit at 502-414-1450. Happy Football Tuesday to you. August is here. Football's back. Let's get it going right here on 1450 The Big X. the same. It's just a shame. You can replace brother named Ford Baby with Brahm in this one. It would make sense. I'm so glad you're mine. <laughs> Stop for a minute. Brahm, I'm so glad you're mine. Hour number two here of the Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. Thanks so much for spending some time with us here on this afternoon as we kick off. I always feel weird saying kick off the football season when practice starts because you're like. Well, they, there was a kickoff. There was a kickoff. We got Jeff Brom talking to the media, which we just heard. Yeah. We've got practice going on right now. At this exact moment. It's open to the public. Again, if you're there. Why don't we do our show from stuff. there? We should have. You just want I mean, I'll just I'll carry the Comrex. We'll just we'll just, you know, do it like just like remotely, just running around. We'll go to that Lynn family studio that's been vacant, I think, for the last No, no, we'll just in the car. We could do well, it'd be too hot. <laughs> Air conditioning. After just going to the bathroom after you just now, I don't want to be Oof. that was bad. That was not good. Oh, that wasn't the worst. there's been there's been Worse. I'm fully aware of the one that you shut down where Frank had to come over and be like, oh, my God, are you alive? 
last week. <laughs> After the show that day, he said, I was excited about that phrase. Like, next time, just leave the fan on. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it was bad. That was that, that one wasn't as bad, though. It was, it was not, I mean, it wasn't good. I didn't enjoy myself in there. I was trying to get out. I held my breath as long as I could, do what I could. But uh, <laughs> you're going to oh, pass out in there. That's like worse. <laughs> I was contemplating. I think before Frank's we get moving into out. the, before we get, in, oh, is he? I looks, I mean, does it not look that way? I think he's been, you see, well, hey, did you see the new car out there? He, he, he finally got a vehicle. Yeah, he so got. Tell me about that. He's yeah. happy. So uh, I, yeah. the, the first thing I noticed when I came in here today, like lights were on. It was bright. It looked like some yeah. cleaning up has been done. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It looks like he's. I think he's like going through some stuff. I don't know. I don't think he's moving out per se, but I mean, he's just. I think he's maybe cleaning some stuff out. We need a little makeover here. <laughs> I wonder if we're gonna find like a cat or something in here. Probably. I mean, <laughs> I'd rather a cat body than a human body. <laughs> well, both are possible. Could be both. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Brom talking to the media. We're gonna talk about the AC preseason media poll here in just a second. But for you. Me. Any, any big stand out there from what he said, talking for about 20 minutes or so? Uh, I'm curious on who that who our rival is. He wouldn't tell me. I liked that part. I was like, well, who's, well who is it then, Jeff? Yeah, he was asked about. Tell me, because, I mean, it's, it's, it's Virginia, right? He was asked about <laughs> preseason expectations for year one, because, you know, we've done that. We'll do that show, I'm sure, as we get closer to, to September 1st again, where it's, you know, what would qualify as a good season? What would qualify as a great season? What's a disappointment? We've already done that. He basically okay. got asked that question, and he said, you know, I don't want to put we don't really talk about goals all that much, except for right now as we start the season. He said our our goal every single season is to try and win the ACC championship, and that includes this year. And they said, and of course, we also want to beat our rival, and I think you all know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, well, there was the three goals. Win the ACC, win a bowl game, beat your rival. Our kind of, I guess he, he said is the given steps on each and every season, which is understandable. I mean, it's there's no reason to avoid, like, Act like you, it's not like the elephant in the room of any – like some coaches will be like, we're just going to take it one game at a time. But no, you, you, every coach's goal, that at least is worth the salt, is going to go into a season saying, listen, our, here's our – we, we want to be in a conference, we want to go to bowl, we want to be a rival. He did end the press conference by saying they're going to take it one day at a time, though. He did. I know. <laughs> Which I know. Was- he also said he – I guess he gave up watching baseball too now. <sighs> he was like – because what would he say? He's like, once you get to this point now, it's – yeah. Your evenings are longer. You can just watch a baseball game or something. Just now, just now it's all film. Uh, I like he talked about uh, talking about Plummer wanting to you know kind of go out with a bang, mm-hmm. you know, go in his collegiate career, which is uh, you know the decade that has been and, and ended and, you know on a high note and coming here and him, them knowing each other. I mean, and, I mean, there were a lot of things that moved the needle per se. I, I like, but real quickly before you move on, yeah. I, I like the fact that he talked about Jack Plummer. As a guy who was willing to, you know, because he says he knows the ins and the outs. He knows the things that we do that may be a little bit different yeah. than most programs. And he's really made it a point to help the younger guys with that. Because that's not just, you know, working with with Brady Allen, who I know was at Purdue with, with Jeff before this, but still as a younger guy, has not had as much experience in the system as Jack Plummer has. Working with uh, Pierce Clarkson, working with the uh, the other new quarterbacks that we brought in this year. That's not just a, good, a thing that helps you this year if Jack Plummer gets hurt or just isn't as good as you want him to be. It's something that helps Louisville football long term because now they can pass that on to Deuce Adams or whoever we, else we bring in next year. Um, they'll be more ready to go. Whoever winds up winning the starting job for next season, I think that's a good attribute in, in having a, a team leader at the most important position in the sport. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I mean, he mentioned, of course, you said he mentioned some of the backups and they'll be ready to step in if need be and, and so on and so forth. You're kind of. I said I don't know if there was anything he said that was you know which you don't really I guess is, 
it's, the media person in me kind of wants him to say something outlandish. The the fan in me wants what I got. So I do like I'm the, always the torn reference on. to UK. I, I like the fact that we have a guy, and we knew this going in. Well, he, he said the rival. He never, right. and, yeah. But he, you know, which makes it even more of a, a, a reference <laughs> to UK, right? If he says we want to beat Kentucky, and that's one thing, but he's like, you know, if, if he's not even going to mention them. Well, I thought that, he was talking about Virginia, but that's okay. kind of the thing that we've gotten from UK in recent years. Like they've done more of that than us, where it's like. You know, their players are like, I'm not even going to mention the word Louisville. Like, we're not going to spell L's normally. Like, they've gone full in on the rivalry the last few years. And to their credit, they have kicked our ass for the last few years. Whereas we've had Scott Satterfield, who's complaining about L's down. And he's like, oh, well, now I kind of understand it. And then we got there and get our asses kicked again. We have a coach from day one who there's no doubt about whether or not he's going to prioritize that game. Whether or not he's going to, to instill, to drum it in these players' heads that – you come from a tradition where since they've started playing the series in the 90s, we've been the better program. And for you, none of you have even come close to toppling Kentucky. And if you want to take that next step as the program, if you want to get back to where we expect this thing to go eventually, one of the first steps is to start beating your arch rival again. I, I like the fact that he has emphasized that from day one because that's it's not just fan service. I think it is a big step for the program. It, it, we can't be... We can't be a program that eventually we're in a position where it's like we want to compete for conference championships and we want to go to the college football playoff if we can't even beat Kentucky on a semi-regular basis, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess as, as actual member of a Louisville staff or or roster, he's only I guess he's own one versus Kentucky when he was the OC with under Cracktor. Oh, Louisville. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess because he, he well he was on the Petrino staffs. Oh, well, okay. You're right. Yeah, so I yeah, think he's like three and one. Three and one. Okay, you're right. I forgot about. It. Yeah, I did. I was. Th- I was just thinking the the year he was the OC, the uh, 07 or whatever year it was. Wasn't his fault. He's no, got, he's no. Got 38 points in that game. No, yeah. I mean, we we let him call plays and we we, we beat Kansas State. Uh, but the I don't think a Wednesday night game was weird. The I don't know. But I mean, you say Kentucky. Like I, I, one thing I disagree with those Kentucky is like doesn't say our names. Like I can't think of a day where they're not like. Begging to put a picture of themselves doing an L's down or or Vince Merrill. Well, make- I'm just I'm, I was referencing the fact that the players they they do the thing that Jeff did where it's like where people will ask them questions about Louisville and they're like who and they'll do the thing where it's like we you know I don't talk about that that school they'll call us like that school to the west. I've never heard them that I, I feel like we live in their heads, which is weird since they've dominated us. But 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 you, <laughs> we do. But they do that. That that's that's being in your head. Okay. Like going out of your way to say like I'm not going to say that school that we play whatever like that's being in your, and it's what Jeff's doing now which I like it's it's prioritizing the rivalry it's like the you know Ohio State fans where they do the upside down M they won't even write the, the normal well they, they M. take the M out yeah right like they don't even do that like they, you know, Michigan will do the same thing with the O's and all that stuff like that's you know it's not ignoring your rival it's very much paying them attention by going out of your way to try and not pay attention to them <laughs> which I think is part of being a good rival. I can see where my confusion would come from. I think you're the only one. <laughs> it's okay. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, Canadian fans have been Canadian fans and players have been doing that thing for a long time. By the way, Jeff was the quarterback coach from 03 to 06, which were all victories. For victories, us. okay. Yeah. So he is technically four and one. I guess four and two because he was here for two years under Cragthorpe. Was he two? I thought he was only one. No, he was the he got the OC job in 08 and got fired after that. I don't know. For some reason, I thought he was on here at OC for one year. He was the the second coach to fall. Yeah, 07, it was, you know, I think they fired the defensive coordinator. Uh, I think it was Ron English. 
right, who got fired. Yeah, yeah. And then it was it was Jeff the next year, and then it was Craig after that. Now English and Jeff are back. Now they're back for vengeance. And where's Craig's? He's retired though, right? With the, the whole like, yeah, had, like, he, leukemia thing. He and thing. I think yeah. he did some, some media stuff for a while, and I think he's had some consultant stuff in football. But he's he has not been coaching. No, no, he he went to LSU and then left with the the, the sickness thing and right. been gone since. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the the ACC media preseason poll. We had ACC kickoff. They last got us number one. Week. We had ACC kickoff last week. We get the votes. That's when the voting goes down. We don't find out the individual awards and the honors until a week after. So we'll get the media poll today. I think tomorrow we'll get the all conference teams. But the preseason media poll, and I think we talked about this maybe last week when it was going on or two weeks ago when some of the other preseason power polls were coming out. And I'd said, I think that Louisville will fall anywhere between fourth and sixth because that's where I've seen them in all of these polls. I was guessing five. I thought NC State would be four. I thought North Carolina would be third. And I was right about those two things, but completely wrong about the window because Louisville in the ACC preseason media poll, which features 176 media voters, is eighth. Oh, eighth. Good. In the media poll. I'm glad. And I, not like, we're, we're going to get there. Okay. And, not, and not like a, ooh, they were right there close. They're a distant eighth behind uh, Duke and Pitt, oh. who are tied for six. The poll, if you're wondering, Clemson is picked to, to win the, the, the conference for the 85th straight year. They got 103 votes. They actually, they barely n- uh, nudged out Florida State, who I think will be the higher ranked team in the, the human polls. But I get why, if you're a media member and you're voting for just the conference, it's hard to pick against Clemson at this point. Yeah, Clemson, sure. Florida State is second. North Carolina actually got five first-place votes. They are third. Good for them. NC State was the only other school to get a first-place vote. They got one. They are fourth. Miami, who the, the media is just going to vote top five every single year, regardless of, of <laughs> what they've ever done. And yet they've not finished the top five in like two decades. It's unbelievable. They, uh, they, you know, <laughs> they're always going to be back in, in August. That's This is when they shine. They are fifth. Duke and Pitt tied exactly for sixth. Then Louisville, uh, almost 200 full points behind that duo, checks in at number eight. Wake Forest is nine. Syracuse is 10. Virginia Tech, 11. Georgia Tech, our week one opponent, is 12. Boston College and Virginia round out the poll. I'm with you, Trevor. I, I, when, when I saw this come out, I was like, you know what? Good. I'm not. Good. I'm not going to do the whole. The ACC media hates us, and they only vote for North Carolina teams or teams that have been there for a long time, which is true. But Jeff Brom loves being an underdog, and we've gone from being the darlings of the national July preview session, where people are looking for new and interesting storylines to talk about, and everybody was doing the. Actual playoff dark horse. Look at Louisville. Look at the yeah. schedule. Actual ACC dark horse. Look at Louisville. Look at the schedule. We've got, according to the people who make money on this, setting odds in Vegas, I think we're always fourth or fifth in the betting odds to win the ACC. So we've gotten a lot of hype relative to, I think, what we were expecting coming off of last season. And then, bam, reality smacks you in the face. The first legitimate media poll comes out, and Louisville's picked to finish in the bottom half of the ACC Jeff loves being an underdog. He's going to love to use this. Oh, yeah. I like this more than if we had been picked to finish third or fourth. I love it. I mean, now, granted, you know, we, we when you take a step back and look at it and say, well, can you really be insulted by a group of people who think Pittsburgh and Miami are this good? I mean, that's obviously they don't know what they're talking about. So that's, that's yeah, I'm talking about the media. Yeah, the media. Uh, the media. The media. You and, the, you and your media. I talked about bowel movements for half an hour of the show. Right? You and your media. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I I think I picked us. I think I said I said I would put us fourth, right? I think is what I said. I, I right? did. I said I think I said fifth. You said fourth, yeah, because you were lower than me. I know that. I thought they were going to be fifth. I I went fourth. I, I figured Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina would be above us, but I dramatically underestimated the Miami butt slapping from the ACC media. We shouldn't. I was just, just gradually as you were kind of talking, I did do distract myself a little bit. Miami's been preseason ranked like every year since like 2018, and have not finished ranked in the end of the season any of those years. <laughs> like, just, like not like, like ACC, like preseason top 25. I'm just like scrolling through it. I'm like, okay, they're 22, 18, and by halfway through the end of the season, they're out of the, they're out of the, the top 25. They, the thing about so Miami is they always do the thing where. Like they'll play okay at the beginning of the year. They'll be ranked. They'll get well, the hype. They'll, they'll win a couple of games. Yeah, they'll play a scrub and then, team, and, and then they'll lose a competitive game for the first time against a good team. And there will be, <laughs> they will give one performance every year when the dreams of like winning a national title or winning a conference championship have died. Where they'll play a crap team and they'll just quit. Like they'll just give up. Like Boston College will beat them sixty-three to twenty or something like that. They do it every year. Where it's you know when the 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 biggest egg out there is out of reach. They just just get, lay down for a game, and it's always impressive. But they the, the fact that they've been ranked every year for the last five, and they've not finished ranked. They, were, they, on, they started last year at 16th impressive. in the country. Yeah. One of five ACC teams to rank in the preseason top 25. We finished with three, by the way. Jeez. Uh, one of those three wasn't even the preseason ranked. That was Florida State. Uh, the others, you know, it's in State, Wake Forest, Pitt, and Miami, along with Clemson, but uh, I, I, I just looked it up real quick before we move on. Miami has not started and finished a season ranked since 2005. <laughs> that was the start. That was Larry, uh, the end of the, uh, the the Davis era, too. I think you're probably right. I mean, that was Davis. What, when did Larry Coker take over? Like, 02 or 03, I think? That might have been, like, the very end of his. He won the national title the first year, which I think was 02. 02, yeah. Because they lost. Because they lost. No, no, this is still Larry Coker. 05 was yeah, he, Coker. he. I think he left. For Randy Shannon, like when it went like the Teddy Bridgewater year, right? They went nine and three that season, and six and two in the ACC. They had, like so they they have finished ranked a couple of times when they've started the season unranked, but they have not finished and start, okay. started and finished the same season ranked since two thousand five. And uh, Coker's last season was 06. Shannon took over. And yeah, and he, he got left in ten, and that's what led us to getting Teddy. I, it was just, I believe you're correct. Yeah, because he was loved Randy Shannon was going to go to Miami. Then they hired Al Golden, which, well, I missed on that one too. I thought Al Golden was going to turn them around for some reason. Shannon, actually, his last season was 2011. So we got Teddy despite. Okay. When, when was Teddy's freshman year? 2011. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Are you, oh, okay. I see Al Golden said 2011, going 6-6. Six and six. Oh, really? Yeah. Shannon Shannon was let go at the end of the 2010 season because Jeff Stoutland went 0-1. Oh, uh, maybe that's why I got... I, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, I knew it was in the air because I knew I remember, I remember that being a big deal of us getting Teddy was he was in love with Randy Shannon at Miami, gotcha. and then when he got fired, we that's worked out good for us a few times in that, those ways. That's how we got Chris Redman back. He was supposed to go to Illinois because he loved that OC, and they fired him from, like idiots, and he was like, "Okay, well, I'll go to Louisville." That's how we got Trez? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Other people's misfortunes have been our uh, our, our gain on many occasions. I'll never forget Al Golden in 2014. My favorite thing was when we played them. In the season opener, the, the first Bobby game back. Yeah, the first, he was bad in Miami too. Though. The, the first ACC game, so we beat the, you know you know we beat them. It was an awesome environment. Yep. And our car had gotten moved. Like I'd gotten like a media parking pass at the last second, and so Kenny Klein reached out and he was like, "Your parking spot for this game is going to be different. 
than the actual, but like just just use it for this game. Use your media parking. You weren't in a media credential in the game, were you? No, I, I never. I had uh, season tickets. That's what I thought. Yeah, I, like, I thought you told me never. Did you ever? Have you ever watched the game from the bo- press box? I used to do the pregame shows up there, and then I would go down to my seats because I wanted to drink yeah, and cheer and have yeah, fun. Okay. Um, so I, I've I've gone up there at times like at halftime to like talk to people because they're like, come up here and say hi. Um, but I've never just sat there for an entire game because it's not fun. Mm-hmm. But so I got I get the parking. I reached out to Kenny. I was like. The only thing I want is a parking pass because, like, my wife's tired of walking from the <laughs> the, the the frat lots. I believe it. Yep. So, but the, so for the first game, we parked in a different spot, and like we gotten confused and parked in the wrong spot, and they had us like towed to because it was someone's actual. You know, they have the reserve spots mm-hmm. over there, and so we couldn't could not find our car. Oh, it's got to be a pain. And it, you know, we end up figuring out that they they tow cars when they get messed up behind the soccer stadium, behind Lynn Stadium. So we've been walking for a while now. The, the Miami bus is getting to leave as we're walking by. Al Golden is sitting in the very front seat. The tie kind of loosened but still on. His wife is next to him with his arm around him. He looks like a man who's like, I'm so going to get fired. Like, yeah. He's had his head down. I saw him and I, like, I told Mary, I was just like. Was that his last year? No, he got fired in the middle of the next season. Oh, okay, I couldn't. Yeah, it was getting around that area. They were bad. They ended up going like 6-6 six and six that year. But they had, yeah. like every year, they had a lot of preseason hype. Oh, and I were yeah. telling Mary, I'm like, that guy's about to Fire. Look at him. Like he he knows it. It's over. It's done. It, this isn't going to work out well for him. But anyway, uh, Miami overrated as usual. Let's hope because we play them on the road this year. But uh, oh, we're bringing back the boots. We we need the boots. We get we have rivalry trophy games back to back weeks to end the season. We could. We could does, does UK right remind me? Yeah, they're the last two games of the year. Now we these could, are only two trophy games now, right? They're the only two trophy. Yeah. Well, you know, technically we still have the keg of nails. Technically, we, I guess we could play Cincinnati and some. Well, if they ever get the again. the cojones to come to us again, we could in back to back weeks win the boot in the cup. Bring the boot and the cup back. It's like to a fun weekend in Louisville, uh, baby. That's the way that I want to end November: boots and cups. Boots and cups. That's how I celebrate Thanksgiving. <laughs> Rocking boots, drinking cups. This is a good country song, actually. You Toby Keith on that one? Let's get B Sim back in here. To I do got my URL. boots and my cups, and my time is ahead. Can't think of a better way to spend my weekend. Football oh, come on, that wasn't too you know bad, right? It's all we got. Three things, baby. Boots, cups, and bras. <laughs> yes. You like that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I should have written country music song. I mean, yes. Screw this. We're out. Troy, Doug, Doug, y'all bring some else. We're going to Nashville. Cars are back, baby. You know it's song. We got three things going. Boots, cups, and bras. <laughs> I want it to happen. Anyway, um, so that was the, I mean. What's the, our band name? Hmm. Little Jeff. Because <laughs> we do the show in Jeffersonville and Jeff Brom. Who make the Greg Brom band? Big Little we'll Jeff. Just give Greg Brom a love that he never gets deserved. All Brahms but Brian. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Brom brothers. <laughs> Brom brothers without Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Only the older ones. Uh, cards. I mean, I have not heard. I would love to hear Jeff Brom's unfiltered thoughts on this because you know he's pissed, right? Like you know he's like, okay, okay. I mean, this is the type of guy who loves this sort of thing. That preseason media poll is going to be stamped all over the uh, the, the workout rooms. Yeah, I don't even know if Jeff does that sort of thing, but he will make sure the players are aware that not only are you not picked to finish as a legitimate like top tier team in the conference, 
but you are picked to finish in the bottom half of the conference. Oh, I, I see him giving Lou, the Lou Brown speech. Sports riders across the nation have picked us to finish dead last. They think we just do ourselves a favor and everyone else. We just go out back and shoot ourselves. I like, on the other hand, like to give them a bleep burger to, to, to chew on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, check my like, bleep burger. What? <laughs> <laughs> when you look, you look at the schedule, I mean, Louisville, as we expected, does avoid the top three teams in the preseason poll. Clemson, Forest State, North Carolina, not on our schedule. They play the... The, all four of the teams immediately ahead of them, though. NC State, on the road. Beat last year. We did. Mm-hmm. Miami. Who we, well, I don't remember if we beat them last time or not. I don't think we did. We did. We lost them twice in a row. Uh, Miami, on the road. But they suck. Pitt, we beat on last the road. Year. Duke, at home. We beat last time we played them. And then you do have the benefit of the, the, three te- the four teams at the bottom of the conference, VT, Georgia Tech, and Boston College, and Virginia, all on your schedule this year. So that I mean, you like, there's a give and a take for sure. It's still based on the preseason prognostications of the media, which we don't agree with. It's still about as nice and comfortable a schedule as you could possibly have in year one under Jeff Brom. Um, yeah, I just don't know how you can look at a local team that went eight and five last year and is I think in everyone's mind except for the Satterfield house has improved itself in the coaching staff. And is it's clearly? I mean, we brought up is what the the number two transfer portal class in the nation. Like, how can you like see that and still think this team's going to finish eighth? I'm more surprised by the distance between us at eight and the two teams that are sixth. Like, you look at the total points. There's a as you might expect. There's a big drop off between Clemson, Florida State, to North Carolina. That should be expected because I think everybody. It voted Clemson or FSU one or two. Or they yeah, I think that's a given, yeah. And then there's a big drop-off from North Carolina to NC State from two to three. At four, you mean from three to four? From three to four, thank yeah, you. I was say. Four, five, six. North Carolina, Miami, and then the two teams tied for six, Duke and Pitt, are all like very close. Carol- uh, NC State's got 1,662 points. Miami's got 1,553. And then Duke and Pitt both have 1,511. We're almost 200 points clear. Uh, of that group, we're thirteen forty four. So there's a big drop from six to eight. Like we weren't even close to being seven. Uh, and we six. beat NC State and Pitt last year, and both of those lost their starting quarterbacks from last year too. They did. I, mean, Although, NC, I don't know who NC State brought in. Did they bring in? They've got Brennan Armstrong from Virginia. Virginia and Pitt. Who, I mean, did Pitt bring in Hartman or something? Pitt's, Pitt's got Phil Jakovic <laughs> from Boston. Got, I was just saying, I knew that. I know that. I know this. I know it's like a key party in the ACC quarterback we room. We love sleeping with each other. <laughs> I mean, it's... We're friends on the field and off. I mean, it's... Except for us. But we're the only ones where we're like, we'll go out to the West Coast. Well, that's because we, we've also had... We've held on to our on quarterback for like seven years until this year. Yeah. We were like, nope. When I'm, you want to like bring in a freshman? Nope. No recruits. We won't. We, we won't we, <laughs> Nobody. we got friends out on the West Coast. Don't worry about it. Where did Hartman end up? Was he in Notre Dame, right? Notre Dame. We yeah. got to see him again, too. Yeah. I knew, I knew it was somebody we played. Back at Cardinal State. I just can't remember. Where, and where did Slovis end up? Keaton Slovis is... He, he, he went ACC, right? Or no, he, did he... No, 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 no. He, he went to BYU. Uh, BYU, okay. Good luck out there. <laughs> Good luck with that one. <laughs> He's playing with uh, our old buddy, the, the running back from Manuel. His name now just gives me. Um... I want to say Wales, but I know it's not right. No. Um, what was his name? He's like 6'2". Yeah. Um, God, 
It's going to drive me crazy. I'm so sorry. He was at UNLV. Aiden Robbins. Yeah, Aiden Robbins, yeah. Yeah, he goes from UNLV to BYU, the funniest possible transfer destination in all of college sports. US, some USC to Pitt to BYU, the Keldon Slobus story. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll hit up the Thornton text line. We have not gotten to the text line at all today, so uh, let us know your us thoughts. They just told us your answer. 502-414-1450 <laughs> is the number. Hit us up. Questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, whatever. We'll read them after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Credit C store for details. Say Mrs. Dolly Lamas. Another sister shooting hair around to Morris. Amputees and free time Sarah Leonis. The church wasn't honest. The state put the youth in a harness. Creating hostility among us. The teacher said no college. Still kid gotta get a check for a couple commas. What movie is this all about? It's from uh, the movie you just uh, Alpha Dog. Yeah. Yeah. Citizen Go. I always, I did, two movies come to mind. This and Accept. That and Accepted. Was it an Accepted? It, yeah, it's like it's like in during one of the montages. And last night in Alpha Dog, this, this is when he, uh, I think it's I think it's when he, he puts out the hit with Elvis. Is it? I thought it's when they were going to. They're going to someone's house. I'm trying to remember which. Yeah, it's a, it's a moving scene. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember what it was. What part of the movie it was now in? Now I can't remember now. I, I can. I'm picturing Johnny and his girl getting out of the car, walking towards the house. Was when it happens. That's why I was thinking it was after the hit. As much as I love to keep talking about Alpha Dog, are you ready for a hot football scoop from practice? Oh, the hotter the better, baby. There are two people, two notable attendees at practice today. Ooh. One, mm-hmm. Chris Vaughn. The former U of L receiver who is with Aspirations Academy runs that gym that's been training some of the best local athletes for a long time. And has had beef with us until Clearly recently. Has had a rift with Louisville. He sent all of his players to other colleges. The only one that came here was Jordan Watkins, and then he goes to Kentucky, and everybody's all the Aspirations kids are like, way to get out of there, blah, 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 all that good stuff. Now, before you He's move there. The, his prospects have. The, his, they has any did most of them most not panned out really. I mean, because Goodman was one of his too, right? You're kind of stepping all over my my second bird. Sorry. <laughs> also at practice today with Chris Vaughn, Keontae Goodwin. Well, he until now he's, he's, he's he, I as I said how do last I step week, on a six nine four hundred pound man. By the way, <laughs> as I said last week. I'm 100% for Keontae Goodwin coming here. Mm-hmm. I've, I've supported it from day one. I think he'll be an All-American here. He's finally going to stick and actually play football. Let's make it happen. It's done. I've it's... been nothing if not consistent on this point. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a supporter of his since the since the day he was at Holy Cross. Uh, I think Was that where he started, wasn't it? Yes. Which is, I, I'm, I'm, I'm tongue-in-cheek joking, but like... I still remember when Roush brought him up, like his like when this kid was like not even a freshman at Holy Cross, and Roush was like bringing him up because of the Catholic school stuff and how he's going to be this next big thing. And I'm like, now for the record, okay, you, you mentioned the aspirations athletes, not Rondell Moore. Okay, Rondell. that's there. There's an example. I'm not, I don't Rondell know him. Robinson. That's, that's pretty damn good. Basically, yeah. anybody who's been good who's come through the city in recent years has been an aspirations kid, and we've missed out on okay. all of them essentially because 
Chris Vaughn and the prior regime. I think even at this dated back to the end of the Petrino tenure. There was a rift between him and Bobby. I think that extended back to his time playing for Bobby. Yeah. And then he, Scott. I blame Scott Long, but okay. Sure. <laughs> and the airsoft guns. And it's, that's, that's, why I remember where I was when I read that story. <laughs> I it's like you shouldn't remember. It's like I remember where I was when Discovery blew, or or when when this happened, that happened. When Scott Long. And Chris <laughs> I remember when Scott. I remember being at Glen Oaks Country Club, and like looking at him on the paper, like. What is that moron doing? <laughs> to be fair, Scott Long had just had a great fall camp. He, he always did. This is Scott Long season. Uh, but you know, all the for whatever reason, then Scott Satterfield comes in. He doesn't pay any attention to the local recruiting scene. That's true. Chris Vaughn doesn't care for that. So all these aspirations kids have been going to UK. He sent some to Purdue. He sent some to you know other places in the SEC, other places in the Midwest. They have not come to Louisville. Now Jeff Brom appears to have mended fences. With Chris Vaughn and aspirations, and hopefully, well, one of those guys you'd mentioned, Rondell, he took from him. He did. Yeah. Hopefully, the, the next wave of big time athletes from the city now will be more willing to stay home because oh, Chris Vaughn and Jeff Brom are boys. But Keontae Goodwin at practice right now. I mean, imagine if we Louisville had Brom already, and we were, we're getting, we had Rondell and one day. Do you think we would have won three or four national titles? I mean, throwing two two in there, who was already on the roster. The only thing I mean, our receivers could have been Wondell Robinson, Rondell Moore. Wondell Robinson, Rondell Moore, and Tutu Atwell could have three receivers. Hell, if we'd hired Jeff you know, in 2020 when we were talking about doing it, we would have gotten Rondell for at least a year. Maybe he wouldn't have been hurt. I do remember hearing that, talking to people who were, were in the know, that when the rumors were all out there, that, that you know Jeff and Vince were communicating, which were true, we covered it extensively on the show, mm-hmm. that Rondell Moore went to him and was like, are we going home? Like he was, he was more than willing to sit out. They, they were hoping they could find a plan that would get him eligible immediately uh, back home. But he was more than willing to sit out a year if he could. Man, he could. He was going to follow Jeff wherever he went. Basically, I'm, I'm not putting it all on him because he's been in a bad situation in Arizona. But I did think he would be a little more productive than he has been since he's gotten in the NFL. Yeah, he, he had a few moments early, and then he had just, like. Yeah, but Arizona's also giving him no chance. They drafted him exactly. Then, like two weeks later, they signed AJ Green, which he's gone on to retire since, but. And they've just been a mess there. Wandale now, I begrudgingly, I mean, I took him in my dynasty league because I had a good feeling he was going to. Uh, and he he's had a lot of behind the eight ball too with what they have up there weapons wise in New New York. But the the chance he got to play, he started two games. And I think he had a hundred and something yards both games. I mean, well, now was, I think he's hurt, right? He's been hurt. Yeah, he's had injury issues too. Yeah. All right, let's go to the, the Thornton sex line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Texas Jordan Watkins went to Ole Miss. Well, yeah, he did yeah. after he came here. That's what I'm saying. And he was, I guess, I don't want to say he wasn't a failure here, right? I mean, he's... He was, no, he was our... He, he outside was, of Marshawn Ford, he was our leading wide receiver. It's a yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say he was on Wandale and, and Ron, Rondale's level, but... No, he had a good freshman year. Yeah, he had a good freshman year. And he's, he did not have a great first year at Ole Miss, but we'll see how that develops this year. He's still there, right? He still is. He's still there. Yeah. He, I mean, he was the guy that also... You know, with NIL just becoming a thing, he was getting all the NIL deals. Mm-hmm. He's a local kid. He was on the face of the the, the, the poster that they were putting out there. He was kind of – they were making him the face of the program, and he still was like, I'm out. So that was a – It's hard job. It's hard to turn down Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin, though. Yeah, when the, op- I mean, when when the you, option is Scott Satterfield and Louisville. Yeah, and you're like, okay, do I stay with Scott Satterfield or do I go to the guy who's produced like a dozen wide receivers drafted in the first two rounds in the last, especially some of the better ones in NFL right now with A.J. Brown and stuff from Ole Miss? Yeah. You know that wasn't Lane Kiffin, but still Ole Miss connected. All right, Texture says 
the guy who asked who's asked for relationship advice is here with an update for you. Ooh, okay. Okay. The statute of limitations for asking out a recently divorced single mother is no longer than nine months. No. Who so did did you say nine months? I didn't. No, he said no longer. It, 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 no, he oh. said is longer than nine months. No, you don't have to wait nine months to ask a divorcee out. What did you say it what should be? I think you need to wait a little bit. I think nine months sounds about right. I don't know. Nine months is way too long. By the time you, you know, then no. I, two months tops. Out a no, I, I guess not. No, I mean. I think that. No, she was still a, married. Shouldn't this be a case-by-case <laughs> deal, right? I, yeah, I don't if think someone has been, you know, if, if they've been, if it's one of those deals where they've separated from their husband, they've been living apart for like three years, but the divorce just got finalized. Okay, then yeah, there's yeah, like she's basically you can ask her out for Saturday night. Yeah, she's probably been dating, but if, if it's like it just happened, she came home after to, to what she thought was a loving marriage of fifteen years and found out that her husband was cheating on her. The divorce just got finalized. They've only just now moved apart and they're, they're starting their new lives. She probably needs a little bit of time. Uh, two months. He probably needs a little bit of time too. Probably not because it's more likely they're divorcing because he's probably already cheating on her. Well, that's that's true. <laughs> but that's not dating. <laughs> or vice versa, maybe. Which if that's the case, vice versa, then don't wait two months. Just call call tonight. Well, this this person has firsthand it sounds like from the text that he tried it and he realized that she needed time. Well, that's fine. And if that's the case, then just be like, okay, well I'm I'm he- what was the Seinfeld? I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Texas, I would love to be at the football practice, but I'm currently grading 150 high school English assignments. Great kids, though. It's been an awesome first week of year two. Just give them all B's and head to the practice. That sounds horrible. Why? What do you think they deserve C's? I mean, that's no, no. That, <laughs> grading 150 high school assignments. Oh, okay. I'm not paying attention to you. I'm listening to the actual oh, text. Okay, because you know you, you yelled at me earlier for not paying attention to you. So should, well, I'm, I, re- I'm reacting to the text. I am too. I would say that would suck. Can you imagine reading 150 high school assignments? No, <sighs> I don't. There's no way. There's no way you do that. You have to skip one or two, right? God bless teachers. You're, I mean, I. There's no way you're not skimming those. Did you ever get an assignment back that you felt like the teacher just absolutely just half-assed, just did not read? Oh, yeah, it's the ones that had better grades on. <laughs> just gave you <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I got a Bubba C, I know there's no way he read that paper. I'm like, she's been she's been a little aloof this week. I think something's going on. She just gave me a straight B- minus for no reason. <laughs> I mean, I was... At the time, I'm just copying it out of the encyclopedia anyway. <laughs> there was one teacher in high school. I didn't have, I didn't have Wikipedia or the internet to copy and plagiarize from. I had to use the encyclopedia. Yeah, everybody's always had a teacher that just, you know, there are teachers who probably didn't like you. I'm not saying you. I'm saying everybody. No, I had one or two. Yeah, they just they hated for, me. For good reasons. But everyone's probably had a teacher that just they thought didn't like them for no apparent reason. I had a teacher at Trinity who, like, everybody laughed. Like, he just, he very clearly didn't like me, and I had no idea why. I hadn't, like, acted out or whatever. And there was one assignment where I was like, let's, it was like a, a one of those brief, like in class assignments. And I was like, let's just, I want to see something here. Let's all put down the same answers for this and see what happens. And it was one of those, it's out of like 10 points. And the four of us put down the exact same thing. Two of them got nines, one of them got tens. I got a seven. <laughs> and I was like, this is absolute bull. Like, I, I was like, I was like, I don't want to admit that I've been Way cheating. To call him out. But I, well, you can't call him out though, because then he's like, "Okay, cool, you all cheated. I'm going to give you all zeros. Yeah, I know. It's double-edged sword. I was like, I knew it. I only had two teachers I know for a fact did not like me personally, and I won't mention because one of them has passed on, and I feel bad. But and the one that passed on, she didn't like me because I'd gotten like her, and her, her, and her, son, her son and me didn't get along, oh, like some like the neighbor from neighborhood days. 
But the other one, I'll never forget my sixth grade year. Long-standing beef. Tell me about it. But (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry your son couldn't stand up for himself, so he's got to bring mommy in. Which I think smart-ass Trevor did say something along those lines at one point. (laughs) But my sixth grade year, I just remember the teachers did not like me. And like it turned out, I think I've told you this, it turned out her and my mom went to high school together and hated each other in high school. She literally held a beef on me because of that in sixth grade. That's not right. Oh, I know. It was horrible. It's just great, but sucks for me too because I'd like all my friends had gone to camera. Like when when I left Zachary Taylor, all my yeah. You know, I I mean I knew no one hardly. I just like meet all new friends, which was fine because the people I didn't meet, I ended up being friends with them through middle school and some through high school and so forth. But and the teachers got it out for you. But yeah, the teacher. Had, I mean, I, I knew it was the first time she gave me ice. I was like, for what? And she's like, it's, and then my I'm, I think I, somehow my mom got the whiff of the name. She's like. No. My mom went and I, came, I had a conversation with her. Like, I think pretty much told her, like, listen, you try to punish my son, I'm just going to tell him to tell you to bleep off or something. I'm like, way to go, mom. I had a... <laughs> way, way to send a, 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 an image for this child of how he's going to grow up. I had a religion teacher in eighth grade who, ironically, I'm pretty sure was the actual devil. <laughs> and she at one point I, I can't confirm it but I never saw her enter a church. <laughs> she was maybe the worst person I've ever had to deal with. She like I had 8th grade was the one year where I was just I don't know I'm going through stuff. It's puberty. Oh you yeah, know, it's a tough year. It's it was the one year where I got in, like a lot of trouble. Like I had like six detentions. And three of them I think were all from her. And one of them it was just like it was silly stuff. It wasn't like I was causing fights or like being a terrible kid. Uh, like I was like sleeping during this crap video that she was showing. And she comes over and she's like, you need to wake up. And then she hands me like the referral, which is going to give me the attention. And I no referrals. No longer than five minutes later does she walk over to like a table on the other side of the room, my buddy George, and she like just taps me. She's like, hey, George, can you please wake up? I was like, you've got to be bleeping kidding. I was like, this is outrageous. This is, I was like, I'm not showing up at eight tomorrow morning. We shouldn't have Mr. Dench, who would, who's a Jefferson, our Jeff teacher knows him. He works there with him still. I, don't, I doubt he still does this because. The times of the 90s are different than today, but he would set up a video camera, and if somebody was sleeping very well, he would just basically put a camera on them and then pour water on their head I like to that. wake them up. Uh, there's, he'd show you at the beginning of the year. He had like a, a half dozen of them over the years. He would, he, would, uh, he would film and do, and some of them were very funny. I never, luckily never had that. I, I would doze off in school sometimes, but no, luckily that never happened to me in that class. Don't think you can get away with doing that today, could you? No. Well, well, I mean, it's not hurtful, but there was stuff that happened when I was in high school that you definitely couldn't get away with. Well, there's a lot of stuff that happened in my <laughs> high school. That's, I think half of my high school tenure, you don't think I don't think you get away with nowadays. I once watched a mom come into my fourth grade class and spank her child bare butt in the corner of the class to prove a point. Texture says, poor, poor he, t- "World be free." Did Trev mean meta world peace? No, the, the world no. be free was a real person. Yeah, world be free. Yeah. It was uh, oh, what was world's. Real name Leonard. But it was a B. It was not not B E. It was World B. It was Leonard Bernard Free was Free. his name. Yeah. yeah, something like this. Something Bernard Free, and he, uh, the 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 master of the midair is what he was known as. We're talking about changing names. See, speaking of changing, Metal names, World Peace is a good one though. Yeah, Metal World Peace was a great one. All right, love you, Ron Artest. Yeah. yeah. We you, you, did you ever have to do a project growing up in school where you would do like family tree stuff? No, I never had to. Do, <laughs> thankfully, because I my family trees. Odd, so cause well, my mom being adopted and no, knowing her record, that would it'd be a tough assignment for you. Yeah, we had like so we. I would go back on the Rutherford side, and every single time I would get to, it was a great talking point for like presentations or whatever. There was a like my great great 
I guess, great-grandfather, changed his name. He, apparently he was a vicious drunk, which is also a Big Brother first thing. <laughs> what, that, really? I don't remember hearing. We got a lot of alcoholism in the family. Oh, okay. That's a new one. Yeah. Well, yeah. A lot. A lot. Uh, but he got very drunk and in his old age became like kind of not all there. And he changed his name. And his official name on all of our genealogies is United States Rutherford. <laughs> USR, which is also unfortunate. <laughs> well, <yes. laughs> Shout out to the United States Rutherford. We love you. It's, it's, right, so, so, it's like on his gravestone? Does yes. It say he, is, he is dead. He is known forever as United States Rutherford. What was his, what was his Christian name or Catholic name? I, have, I could not tell you. You don't know? When, I, was he like, when you my say. My dad would know. You say great, great. So he's like probably passed away like early 1900s. Yeah. It's, I mean, he was, yeah. Long gone before I was ever. Born. Well, yeah. But I mean, like, does he still have a great, you still have the family gravestone and everything? I, I don't know. I, so my dad would know more than I would, but he, my dad, every time I brought him up, I'm like, we have a guy in our family in the United, United States. States. I was like, oh, yeah, vicious drunk. <laughs> I love how I didn't think about USR. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's him. That's, that's, that's. Then I guess that wouldn't have been a very conflict in the early 19th century, though. No. Like, it's missing one S. That's okay. Well, yeah, but then it, and it, doesn't <laughs> it still ex- makes you think. And USR, S or SR doesn't exist anymore anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> Texas is not U of L football, uh, not U of L, but football related. What are your thoughts on the Jonathan Taylor situation? As a diehard Colts fan, I don't want him to get traded because he's so damn good. Plus, he was the first Colts jersey I've bought as an adult. Okay, first of all, how young are you? And second, uh, I mean, it's. I think what the 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 trade the trade request was not true, right? If I read that correctly. Oh yeah. It was like supposedly there was there was rumor he was requesting trade, but it wasn't a trade. It was actually he's just banged up. Well, no, Which, I think the injury thing is what he's saying is not true. Oh, well, like he wants a trade, and the they Colts came out and they're like he has this injury, and then Jonathan Taylor goes on Twitter and he's like I've been checked out by doctors. That's not true. That's not true. So now you've just got a huge back and forth. Like basically, they just don't want to pay him. And you know what? If I'm the Colts, I kind of I'm you know I know running backs have been upset about this, and a lot of them like to blame Le'Veon Bell for some reason. Yeah, but which he did kind of screw every running back. Well, yeah, but he's not the he's not the first or the last running back to get paid way too much money and not perform. I mean, and yeah, I just yeah, I, I if I'm the Colts, honestly, I'm surprised he's been as good as he has with you. I was not huge on Taylor coming out of Stanford. I thought injuries and fumbles were a huge problem for him, and one of them has been already a little bit with fumbles, but uh, injuries I think will catch up. If you can get something for him, do it. Do it right now. I know you're 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 probably a little gun shy because of the whole Marshawn Falk, uh, you know Marshall Falk thing back when when you just gave up on him for for nothing or third round pick, I think. But and that burns you a little bit. But yeah, but I'm I'm not worried about it. And don't buy running back jersey again, dude. Just just don't. It sucks because I mean he has. He's good, but I mean, he, he in twenty twenty one he had the single best season in, in Colts history. He, they also had a very good offensive line too. But, but yes. he's got so he's got every right to ask for the type of extension that he's he asking for from his perspective. From the Colts' perspective, I mean, he, again, he was an MVP candidate just a couple of years ago. He was almost he was one of the you know, All Pro first team, all that good stuff. But from the Colts' perspective, you look around the league and you're seeing all of these gigantic running back deals not pan out because running back is such a it's an easily replaceable know. position, and it's they're oft injured. It's they get worn down very quickly. Uh, it, it makes absolutely no sense to pay him top of market money if you're like a, a Colts person trying to save money, trying to put the best product on the field. He's got a, I mean, he, he's not like the most versatile 
running back. Like he's not a great pass catcher. You you can't use him in a, a number of different ways the way that you can like Alvin Kamara or somebody like that. And like you said, he's been banged up recently. He's got a history of injuries. So I get it, but it just it sucks because I feel like there's never going to be a running back who kills it on his rookie contract and then gets what he would have gotten five or six years ago or what he probably deserves because, you know, financially it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for teams to give them that much. It just, it's a, you and I are both just kind of dancing around this and being like, it sucks, but I get it. Yeah, I mean, it does, but it's just the fact is, is that, I mean, look at, I mean, what's the stat I brought up to you that one day, like uh, running back taking, uh, you know, not one team, you know, one team, I guess, in history has won a Super Bowl with a court, with a starting running back that they, they drafted in the top 10. That was like Jamal Lewis, I think it was. Like no one in the top five has, has done it, or maybe it was something around those lines. It was something like one team. I mean, look at the last couple. Look at last year. Your Super Bowl champion won the, won the title with a with a seventh round running back. Mm-hmm. I mean, the year before that, who was who won the um, who was Super Bowl champion the year before Kansas City? I'm can't believe I'm brain fart on that. Rams. One. The Rams. Yeah. Who? I mean, who was there? Who was the running back in the Rams? Do you remember? I can't. I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, it's the, 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 before that. Then you had you know the Cam Akers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, who was who was a second round draft pick and was injured most of the year. Uh, you had from Florida State. You had the I got that's right. I know I, I said I'm sorry. I said Stanford earlier with Jonathan Taylor. I don't know what I was thinking on that one. It was Wisconsin. Thank you, texters. Keep texting and reminding me that. I mean, you just keep going back. I mean, you had I guess you had the, you know Fournette won it with the Bucks, who they picked up off a of waiver wire. I mean, it's there's no reason. I mean, that, look at the Super Bowl history. There's no reason to use. A lot of money and a lot of high draft status on a running back. It's just there's no reason to. Uh, it's the Patriots did have Sony Michelle. <laughs> I mean, who was like 28th in the draft. He was like late. He was late first saying, round. Like he was yeah. not a high priced running back. Guy. Yeah, I mean, most of the time, I mean, most of the Patriots running backs were always. I mean, Corey Dillon was their best one during their 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 Super Bowl runs, and he was a free agency who was a second round draft pick out of Washington for Cincinnati, who probably would have gone earlier if he hadn't had off the field issues, but. Still, nonetheless, I mean, yeah, it's just there's okay. no reason to. I mean, yeah, I, you can keep going and going. I mean, your greatest it's, running backs, none of them have titles till Jim Brown. To sum up the whole thing, I think we both agree. Like, it sucks, but we get it. Like, it yeah. just, that's sorry, Jonathan, you picked the wrong position, dude. That's the way it is. Should have been a defensive back. Uh, second break. When we come back, five o'clock paid. hour, we'll get back <laughs> in the text line, take some thoughts from you guys. Look ahead to the night that will be in sports. Maybe rehash some thoughts here on the first day of the Cardinal football training camp. Uh, maybe we'll get some more updates from out there at the field. Keontae Goodwin, what's he wearing? How's he looking? What's going on? What do you think he's wearing? I don't know. We'll find out. Five o'clock hours up next here on 1450 and 961, the big X.
This song just popped in my head because, well, because I played that Citizen Cope and I was like, what's the song is more emo than this? It does sound, what's that? I was emo. like, it's like this. It's more like pop punk. <laughs> I only, always I remember knowing this song is because it was on the uh, FIFA soundtrack. It, we, I, there's a theme here where you're only <laughs> discovering new music via video game soundtracks. <laughs> no, because I knew Amy Grant before, before, before video games. Amy Grant? Yeah, I played Baby Baby. Not really new. No, I just meant not today. Oh. I just meant in general. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just the, the, the entirety of the show. <laughs> what an immigrant looks like nowadays. Ah, stop. Hey, welcome back in. Five <laughs> o'clock hour here, Mike Rutherford Show, as we react to the first day of fall camp. Jeff Brom talked to the media earlier. We played that for you in the three o'clock hour. Uh, we've had some practice updates. I, I do love seeing, because all of the media members were out there at LNN Stadium today for the press conference and then did the little tour. They've all been posting the the uh, pictures of the new turf and the all you know the, the freshly painted red seats now the new Heisman Cardinal bird and folks to put it el- as eloquently as I can the pictures of that football field here on this bright and sunny August first give me a gigantic erection you can't say that oh I can and I did and it does you can't say it but good lord boy put it away one month away. <laughs> Until football, not at LNN Stadium, but still one month away until Louisville will take on Georgia Tech in Atlanta. And then just six days after that, we'll have the home opener blackout against Murray State at Cardinal Stadium. It's so close. You can almost grab it. You can almost touch it. I know it's our first home opener, but we're using it as a color out for Murray State. We've already had this discussion. Uh, have we? I was, is it because we don't need. Okay, we, I, I, I'm excited about football, Trev. I'm, I'm excited, excited too. It's Jeff Brom. He's here. We're picked eighth. We're going to make all these ACC media idiots look like idiots. It's going to be great. We're pumped. Happy first day of fall camp to you. However you're celebrating, please celebrate responsibly. So, should we get like, no, no, there's a Hallmark card for this. There should be. They got sections for everything else. It's also the last hour now of the MLB trade deadline. Got a new one. You see it? What's that? The Dodgers made a move. God, the Dodgers are getting everybody. The Dodgers are getting everybody. Do you want they to get Eduardo start? Rodriguez? They got Agu- yeah. Eduardo Rodriguez from yeah. the, the, line, the Tigers. I knew that was going to happen. Which, by the way, what a, what, a, what a waste of a signing that was. By the did he did he just sign there this offseason? Yeah, I mean, he was with Boston, right? The yeah. Dodgers are just—they're they're going after it. They're getting everybody. I don't know how I feel about it. Well, hold on. Oh no, he vetoed the trade. No, I apologize. Edward Rodriguez vetoed oh, trade to Dodgers. Oh, suck it, Dodgers! I just I read that. I just saw I saw trade to Dodgers, and I just read it wrong. And I clicked on it because uh, I was like, "Who did they get?" He says he invoked his no trade cause to kill it. Why would you do that to stay with the Tigers? He loves Detroit style pizza. I mean, oh, God, is there anything more disgusting? By the way, I like Detroit style pizza. I don't know. With sauce yes. on top is stupid. Sauce on top? What do you mean? Isn't that what Detroit where you put the sauce on the top? I don't. know. I just think of like. Jets, where it's like the thick, like you've got the corner style pizza. Oh, I think because I, I think is one of the commercials is like we have Detroit style pizza, and it was putting like sauce on the top of the pizza. No, I, I think it's just like with the it's its own thing where it's like it's like the brick style. Yeah, I get that, but it, it was also you put you you also add sauce to the top. I think you just saw one place that does that. Well, th- they said it's Detroit style. I don't think that that's naturally Detroit style pizza. <laughs> What is Detroit style pizza? It's a deep dish, square cut that's baked in a rectangular trial. Yeah, those say uh, it doesn't say anything. I don't know why they put. When, why did they put? It's okay. It's okay. We, 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 let's move on. Let's stay focused. Oh, the next one is what is Little Caesars Detroit style pizza? <laughs> Anyways, we're covering the 
the happenings for the last hour here. Hopefully, are the Reds going to get Otani? <laughs> They've got an hour left to make it happen. I thought we were getting Otani. Everybody's getting Otani. I mean, the Blue Jays have to make a move that isn't just a middle reliever because nothing, nothing just like does not move the needle more than a middle reliever trade, right? Yeah, I don't think the Blue Jays are getting anybody. I also don't think the Reds are getting anybody. We don't need anybody to trade. This is the way that you spin it if you're Nick Crawl and company is you you do the whole thing where – and and Reds fans seem to be torn on this. And I promise I won't talk with the Reds for more than a minute. Reds fans seem to be torn on this where it's like (laughs) – the whole point of sports is to win championships, get to the playoffs, win games there. Yeah, I guess so. so. adding a player to this year's roster – they need some starting pitching. They need a left-handed reliever. I, I know they got the mole kid last night from the Angels, but they probably Sam need, mole. So you need some more than that. Do you give away pieces for the future? It's you know, there's no guarantee about the future. There's no you don't get to pick when you make runs. I wish that they would go and make some active moves to get things going and give themselves a legitimate shot to not just make the playoffs this year, but maybe do some damage in the playoffs this year. But if you don't, if it just doesn't work out, clearly they they made some headway trying to get Justin Verlander. They talked about that trade. They've been in on some other guys. And if it doesn't happen, you go to the clubhouse and you say, look, we're just really confident with what we have. And that instills the confidence in all the younger. We don't need anybody new. We're great. They think we can do it just the way that we are right now. And that's the way that you kind of spin it. And I think that's what the Reds are going to wind up doing. You gave Bell an extension, right? He just got a three-year extension. Just the other day. He was like, I'm going to play Kevin Newman right away. He went right out there. Now the you can't game. get rid of me. He pinched hit him in the fourth inning. He was like, ha I will play Newman as much as Does I Does it make you feel better that I sent Kevin Newman down to the minors in my dynasty and brought up uh, the Martelli, the Marti guy where it was instead? Noel? Yeah, he's yeah. he's a beast. Like I'll, I'll take the guy that's 21 instead of the 28-year-old bum. He did double off a position player against the Dodgers, which was nice. <laughs> Shout out to Kevin Newman. But we're focused mostly on U of L football. If you haven't seen it, uh, the ACC preseason media poll came out today, and it has the cards picked to finish eighth in the bottom half of the conference. That is sort of a shocker. I think U of L fans were very surprised, but the, surprised. the coastal elites over there, the North Carolina big family, just loving the coastal schools, loving the old the OG ACC schools, hating. Everything that Louisville stands for and represents. Don't Pretty give much. us the time of day and pick us to finish behind Pitt, Duke, Miami, NC State, Clemson, Florida State, and North Carolina. Not in that order. Uh, <laughs> that's close. Pretty close order, but yeah. I, I was close. I just kind of got, got lost at the end. That's fine. Clemson is picked to finish uh, first. Florida State finished uh, picked to finish second. North Carolina picked to finish third. None of which are on Louisville's schedule for this season. I also see Michael Lorenzen is going to uh, to the Phillies. Former, he was a tiger. Former red, yeah, and became an all star right when he leaves. I had a friend who threw up in his car once. True story. <laughs> it was a Tesla. What kind of alcohol? What was the alcohol? I don't know. He'd been drinking all day. The only time I have remember a friend freaking in the car was New Year's nineteen ninety nine, and my buddy just vomiting gold slugger over the back seat of this girl's car. You ever had friends who threw up based on alcohol just once? I threw up off alcohol a decent amount. Oh, no, no, no. I mean in a car. Oh, in a car. Yeah, I've never done that. No, no, in a round. No, no. I, just, I, could, I, mean, I mean, do you want me to go from now until the start? I was going to say. Tomorrow's was, show telling you. I was a little shocked for a second. I could do another hour just on Zach's vomiting stories. <laughs> Unfortunately, RIP Zach. But, I mean, still. I mean, but you I'll know never forget true. that. He hit the speed bump and she, he vomits. And he, goes, he puke. And I was like, no. <laughs> We were on our way home from a, a New Year's Eve party. It was, uh, it was uh, New Year's 99. It was like 6 in the morning heading home. Y2K. The yep. best times. That was a good, good, good night. 
Good night. Uh, we didn't make much headway on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. If you've got thoughts, if you're at practice, let us know. Let us know what you see. Hit us up there. But uh, we'll get to as many of these as we can today. The, the text line has been, because we played the Brahm audio and because we were distracted with other stuff for the, the other two segments, we've kind of neglected the text line. So we'll get to as much as we can here. Texas, we have breaking news from Chicago. Suck it, Cubs. Go Reds. <laughs> <laughs> the Cubs are still making a run, though, right? Well, until they ran to the Reds last night. Yeah. The Cubs are now, I think, five games behind us, but they've been red hot recently. And I still think it's going to be, I mean, we've got Ben Lively tonight on, on the mound. They've got, I think, the, was it Steele? The, the kid is, is pretty good. Justin Steele, yeah, he's their best pitcher. Well, yeah, he's been their best. He's probably their best pitcher. He's their all-star. We roasted Stroman last night, but well, then Stroman's, Abbott, Abbott had his worst start, and the bullpen takes over. I think Stroman's ERA this mu- in the month of July was like nine-something. He was bad, yeah. I'm not surprised. Because there was talk that he may be a guy that the Reds could target, and I was kind of for it. But Yeah, I told you. I've, 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 I've dealt with Marcus Stroman before. It's Yeah, you don't you don't want him. Last night was a big win. Last night felt good. That was a I was very excited about that win. Hope to get another tonight, but tonight could be a little bit tougher. Texas says, between yesterday and the start of today, today's shows, I think TK needs to be sent back down to KRC for a few starts, and then we can bring him back up to the majors <laughs> in the Rutherford show. We need to get him back to his 22, 22 all-star self. Okay, first of all, you're referring to KRC as the minor leagues? That's what the text says, yeah. I don't know if I can agree with that 100%. I'd look at it as more of an AL-NL type scenario. <laughs> uh, I think I don't, <laughs> maybe if you want to say, like, I need to be DH'd or something, that's fine. But, well, yeah. both have DH now. That, I, I, you know, that's true. Are you okay with that, by the way, still? I've, I've gotten used to it. I'm, see, I was always pro-DH guy being an AL guy anyway. So. I'm more I'm more good with that than I am. I still I hate the... Guy starting on Don't even extra. start me on it's that. No. I turned that off on uh, – that's turned off my dynasty. Trust me. It, it sucks. Is. It's, 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 they've got to get rid of it. It's the most gimmicky thing ever. It's so dumb. But the, but the shift, you've been okay. Like the the Because the, we were both kind of anti-shift going into the yeah. season. But they didn't make it as bad as I thought it was. Like you can still move. You just can't move all the way like to one area. They're right? still basically shifting. It's yeah. Just, it's just yeah. slightly less exaggerated than it used to be. I think it was just like the rule. Yeah, the rule is now you can't only have you can only so you can only, you can't have everybody like on the left side of the shortstop position or something right. like that. Yeah. Where because everybody was at one point you'd have a guy come up and you'd have nobody like left to the second base. You'd have everybody on one side of the field. It was kind of hilarious at some points. But, yeah. But I'm I've 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 come accustomed with it as well. Texas, did you delete your browser history after getting on X this morning? Why would which X? What's a joke? Oh, about the Twitter. No, because trust me, my browser seeing the X for the Twitter is the least of my embarrassing browser history items. <laughs> Do you clear your browser history regularly? Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> like X is so. You- <laughs> I mean, not because of Mary, but maybe are you worried? Maybe at some point, like Virginia is gonna like. I mean, she's never on my computer. Okay, well, your laptop, you mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I also don't have like, anything terrible. Okay. Why are you winking? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's this? What, what's this hush symbol for? What's are you talking? Well, you, you can me? do the what's the like the the Google the Chrome the like isn't there like an invisible mode or whatever? I did not know that. Yeah, incognito. Okay. You can go incognito mode where it doesn't show up. I might need to learn system. about that at some point. You probably should have learned like 10 years ago. <laughs> no, I'm not going to use it 10 years. Yeah. Last girlfriend was very, she was the one that would go into my phone when I'm sleeping type no, person. No, I don't, yeah. You uh, yeah, it's, there's a reason why I had yeah, I had to just end up cutting the cord, yeah. I couldn't, yeah, that's, I didn't take it anymore. It was that, stuff, that was the type of bleep that would annoy me. Have you seen like, 
there's a a new game out there that I, I feel like a lot of radio stations are are using now, where like there's a whole Reddit group called AITA, which stands for Am I the a hole? And people will tell stories where they're like, "Is this a terrible thing? Like, I I don't think I'm in the wrong here. Am I in the wrong?" And most okay. of the time, it's like very obvious that the person telling the story <laughs> is very clearly in the wrong. You would ex- you would assume that somebody's asking for the forgiveness of being an an, an A would usually probably because they know they're an A and they're just looking for you know someone to to, to convince them otherwise. Yeah, there was one the other day where it was like she'd been dating this guy for. For five years, he'd been previously married, had a kid from his prior marriage, okay. and like um, you know, she 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 obviously known his little girl for a long time. They he pops the question to her. They get engaged, and they start talking about the wedding. And he's like, you know, she's talking about her bridesmaids, and she's got a niece who she wants to be the flower girl. And he's like, okay, I'd like for my daughter to also be like a flower girl or you know, bridesmaid or something. And she's like, I don't want her to be in the wedding. And like not at the wedding, or not in, in the, the wedding. wedding. Not, not. I don't want her to be a part of the wedding, and like all this stuff. And he's well, like, "How old's the daughter?" Did they say she's like seven? Okay, and so he's she like, should be a flower girl. Like, he's like, she's very excited to like be a part. Like she was like excited to wear a pretty dress and all this stuff. And he's like, I mean, she's like, and then she said basically like when they had a reconversation about it, she was hoping that when they got married, he would become more of a holiday father. And wouldn't see her as much as he had. I'm like, okay, yeah, she's the she's the a hole. Like, yeah, you that's... can't marry this person. And he took the ring off her finger and walked out. I was like, yeah, you are the a hole. Little harsh, but uh, I don't think a little harsh at all. I mean, I, I can understand not wanting the baby mama at the wedding. Well, of course not. I mean, but the daughter, like you, yeah, are... you gotta. I mean, yeah, you gotta. You, I'm not saying you make her a bridesmaid and maybe very have a fly. Find her something to do, even if she's just standing there looking like she's it's in your the... stepdaughter. You are inheriting the daughter. That's part of the deal. Yeah, you, she's going to be a major part of your life moving. You forward. would think, yeah. I mean, you would. There's no you would think about it. She's the she's a stepdaughter. <laughs> He's not going to abandon his daughter. Something stepped on it because of reasoning to be mean. <laughs> I mean, she's yeah. You've been da- and it's not like they you didn't know this was a thing. You've been dating him for five years. Like she's been in your life for five years. Um, anyway. So since she was two, yeah, she pretty much knows you as mom uh, or aunt or something. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how that would really go. I do like this one though. I just saw. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I want some more of these. We can we can start playing this game regularly. Yeah, we but need I'll, to we'll do have this. one today and we can move on. All right. Uh, my mom and I were visiting my uncle and his family yesterday. My aunt just got a baby sphinx cat. It's pink, hairless, and wrinkled. Ugh. She was going on and on about how beautiful it was. I will be clear, it is a very cute kitten. I, however, think that expensive pets are a waste and she should have adopted a rescue. When we were having dinner, she was sitting with the kitten in her lap and still going on and on about it. My uncle was rolling his eyes and my cousins were obviously getting tired of this as well. When she asked me for the 10th time how cute I thought it was, I told her it kind of looked like a scrotum. <laughs> my uncle laughed so hard he spit food all out all over the table. My one cousin also laughed, but his little sister kept asking what a scrotum was. <laughs> at home, my mom told me I was an ale for using that word at the dinner table. I stand by my comparison. Uh, not the ale. You're not a. Your timing is yeah. I, you should have maybe not said it to that part. To you, you got to feel feel the room a little bit and if. If that, the as you said ant right or whatever it was yeah. is is maybe oversensitive and probably is because she's holding the cat on her lap while they're eating dinner. Which I'm fine with it. Yeah, maybe don't say it. Maybe you didn't say it there, but yeah, you're fine. It's not a big deal. I'm good with it. I think yeah. that one was fine. In fact, I think it's pretty funny too. Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says Emmett Smith was a round one running back draft. He was, but he was like 16th as well. 
He was he was the second later of the first round. So the different that was a different time too. And but I said top ten winning the, that that stat that I brought up. Texture says Howard the Duck, nineteen eighty six, also nineteen eighty six. Kenny Payne won a title at U of L. The cosmic tumblers are clicking. I like cosmic that. tumblers. I like that. Texas, the grant of rights won't let the ACC add teams. It's keeping the league together, but also stopping the league from adding. It doesn't technically keep them from adding. Just nobody wants to join it and be a part of the grant of rights because it locks you in essentially until 2036. But maybe that's not the worst thing. Texture says, that's the best Mike Rutherford line ever. I'm in tears over here. I don't even know what that was. What time? 5.06 earlier. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Texture says, when Louisville and Arizona are both in the – oh, that's the old text. This is the Conference of Champions. Walton doesn't lie. It's still the Pac-12. Poor Bill Walton. I mean, poor guy. Texas a 50% share in the Big Ten is probably more money than a full share in the ACC. It might be, actually. I don't know. <laughs> Texas recent study suggests that fans of 1980s movies are seven to eight times more intelligent than fans of Taylor Swift. You guessed it. How <laughs> <laughs> Very well said. I agree. It said what 1980s movie? Sorry, I botched the line there. You guessed it, Howard the Duck. Or any 80s movies. Just watch the Rocky trilogy, Star Wars. Texas says, to me, you add Pac-12 and two other Gulf State schools, SMU for sure. Now you can reference the ACC as all-coast conference with West and East divisions. With all the additional schools, ESPN would have to rip up the current deal. Well, you'd hope. I mean, yeah, if you added... If we wanted to go to the, you know, we're going to compete with the SEC and Big Ten as far as from numbers, 20 team super conference. You could go Oregon, Washington, and then let's say they, they want Washington State and Oregon State to come. And then, I mean, SMU, I guess, seems to be a, the, the Big 12 is kind of targeting them as well. Maybe you could get UConn, although I feel like if, the, if UConn turns down the Big 12, they turn down the ACC as well. Memphis is out there. Oh, ugh, ugh. Um, See, at this point, though, you're almost looking for markets, not universities, right? Exactly. Which I mean, and Memphis, how is, up in the big yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah. I didn't. I guess Connecticut can kind of you can look at it as like a stretch for the New York market. Maybe uh, I know it's you're stretching pretty far, but there aren't too many. Mar- there aren't very many universities in that Northeast area, though. That that no, because um, SMU, but that's the Memphis is like what Memphis brings nothing. Their market is minuscule. I mean, let's just go get somebody from like San Antonio, go at UTSA or something instead. Penny Hardaway's one NCAA tournament appearance. <laughs> I mean, it's Memphis. I mean, the, I mean, the only reason they have an NBA team is because we we dropped the ball. Yeah, I wouldn't want Memphis. I mean, no one wants Memphis. I'd prefer Tulane. I would take Tulane as a two, that brings New Orleans market. Yeah, cooler logo, better city. Yeah, more fun. And who doesn't like Sean King? He comes on after us. Perry Lewis, he's the man. Perry Clark. <laughs> That's my fault. But not Joe Honeycutt. Yeah. No, he's not allowed in. Lavelle Crow Simmons for sure. <laughs> if he changes his name back. Texture says, uh, let me try that again. Newly single 27-year-old telling the newly single 44-year-old from yesterday, what's up? <laughs> it's the same guy yesterday. Wow, 17-year gap there. I mean. Is that too big of a gap? I mean, we. Well, hold on. I don't think the 44-year-old woman said she was newly single. She just said she was a 44-year-old woman. 
I don't know where you just in, in, inferred that she was single. I, I don't she, think I don't think that I don't think the single part matters. She 20. said she was a forty-four-year-old woman who was who listens to the show. That was it. There wasn't uh, there wasn't any implication that, that she was she was newly single. And for you know, if you, if you like, you give me a call. We can talk about you coming on the show. I think when you're newly single, you just assume. Like when you hear a woman, like you're like, oh, I'm sure she's single. Or just as a man, you just think to flirt. Also, as somebody who was a newly single twenty-six slash twenty-seven-year-old at one point in time. <laughs> This may come off as misogynistic or whatever, but when you're that age, you know, I'm assuming you probably like, you're not living with your parents anymore. You've moved out. You're in a house, maybe an apartment, whatever. You got your own place. You're probably with roommates though. You're, maybe mm. you've got your own, you've got your own job. You're probably fairly well established at this point. You've worked for a few years. You've got a legitimate income. We hung out in complete different circles. 21, 22, 23 year old girls. Very impressed with the way that 27 year old men. He said, well, I don't know why my mind went to the little Dicky song. Uh, like the, 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 the verse, he's like, I got a fridge that gives the ice in it. I got a brand it's new not bed. A bad spot. I got some end. leftover pizza. I've got a little bit of weed. I've got a- <laughs> I once. <laughs> he hooked up with her. And so, like, so I, I really, I know my, my wife is going to get her haircut. I really hope she's not listening to this. But I once was driving a girl back and she was like, She's like, I can't believe she's like, you live in like a real house in like a real neighborhood. And I was like, I do. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a bad place to be in. I mean, yeah, mid-20s Trevor. But then again, mid-20s Trevor also was living living with mom and a roommate too. Yeah. You also dated like a really old, like a bunch older woman. Uh, when 20, yeah. She was 26, I think, when 25, 26, when I Which at that her. point in time, when you're 20 dating 25, 26 feels like a, a wide gap. Yeah. I mean, I mean, she could buy me alcohol. And then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, and she was a mom. She was a mom. She had two kids. Would you have let her kid be in your wedding? Uh, no, no, I, <laughs> no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have let her two kids in my house unsupervised. Those, they were like the spawns of Satan. I kid you not. I, I hated the, I, I, those kids just were the, and I, I shouldn't be bad because one of them has passed away. So I, I need to be nice. Like the second still. time you've done that in this show. I know, but still, good Lord, those kids. Oh man, she had me babysitting them one time and I swear, like, I, I almost just, like, as soon as she got home, I almost left and went to get a bisectomy. Like, that's how much, like, I hated being with those, those kids, like, just drove me insane. She didn't, she didn't punish them at all. Like, she, let, she would let them run wild. Uh, her brother lived in her basement. And, like, he, would, he was just nonstop. He was, like, an overnight trucker. And he just, basically, all he did was overnight truck home and watch porn all day. And, like, so he just had, it was, it was a mess. Just, I mean, yeah. It's, a psychiatrist would have, like, a field day with that household. At least it doesn't sound like there are any unresolved issues. In case there. you're wondering, this is the same girl who wanted me to eventually later on in life dig up her ex-boyfriend. That, that, that tracks. Yeah, that's that's one of them, yeah. And there's a reason why I'm single. When you, when you have relationships like this in my life and you wonder why I'm single. Yeah. Watching all American Pie movies in one day sounds like a healthy alternative uh, at that point. What I would give for a band geek. Texas says, <laughs> JB sounded quietly confident in his press conference. That was good to hear. He does. Also says hairless cats look dumb. The cat does look like a stroke. Oh, hairless cats are disgusting looking. Hairless dogs are disgusting looking. I think so too. I don't get it. Like I love dogs, but yeah, that's just there's yeah, there's a limit. There's Mike. I hope you aren't going to ESPN Louisville to replace Andy Sweeney. Can you dispel the rumors? Thanks. Are there rumors out there? <clears throat> Outside of like the 
I mean, anytime there's a radio job opening, I feel like I get a bunch of texts. People are like, are you going? Are you going? I'm like, I don't. It's like when I wasn't one, working. Once they ask me if I'm going. I don't know. It's like when I wasn't working in radio and everybody was like, when are you coming back, man? I'm like, I don't get to decide these things. You know, like I don't, I don't get to just be like, I'm ready. It's not like Jimmy from Hoosiers where he's like, I've been thinking about it. It's about time I got back to doing daily. Somebody has to offer you a job. And <laughs> as I, as I, uh, as it stands right did now. Did we offer you? Did you come to us? <laughs> I was offered a job. Okay. Dugan, Dugan came to me about 75 different times. I think he'll tell you that, too. I think he put that on the, the Facebook post he had announcing it. I'm glad you got that, because all I got was a week before your show starting, hey, can you produce this? Yeah, I got <laughs> I'm like, what? He called a bunch of different times, at very, and I was like, eh, I don't know. And then finally, they, they, they got together with Troy, and they had a pitch that worked out really well. And it was all about the YouTube cameras, pretty much. <laughs> that was the big sell that worked was out. Was it me? No, it was not. I, I did not know you were... Working on the show until we had that Zoom conference call. <laughs> You're like, where's Trevor at? <laughs> yeah. I was like, who's Trevor? I, you, you had no idea. I, mean, yeah, I thought you'd heard of me before. I had heard of you before. I, I knew like, that, this is Louisville. Everyone's heard of everyone at some point. I knew I knew that you had been known as Bacon. Okay. That's what I that, did. That's, yeah. I think really, legitimately, the few people that still call me that, Sweeney is one of them. I don't. Like he calls me bacon. I still call him troll. I got it. Easy also calls me bacon too, though. Like, but mostly, that's not all my original cumulus people still do it. Maybe. Yeah, I'm, I knew it was bacon. Um, yeah. And I think I asked you like one of our first shows, like, do you still go by bacon? And you were like, no. I was like, nah, okay, I won't. Some people still call it to me. Now I respond, but yeah. But in all seriousness, I don't think we talked about this on Friday. But congrats to Andy, uh, who's yeah. I still don't know where he's going. I know he's leaving the market. I think is all he said, but he can't mm-hmm. say where. Say good job. And Andy is, I mean, I know that his, you do this thing where it's like you have an on-air radio persona and everyone thinks that you're just kind of an, an a-hole. Like if you do a, a UK show, all the U of L fans think you're an a-hole. If you do a U of L show, the UK fans think you're an a-hole. And if you're Andy and you're trying to get everybody riled up, everyone just thinks you're an a-hole, to, period. But like Andy is, is legitimately a good dude. He is. Uh, I, I really liked working with him for a number of years back in the day. And I will say this, like, he works his absolute ass off. Like, like he doesn't just do his own show. He was doing the production. He was always keeping the, the interns in line. He was planning schedules out there. He was always at that station doing stuff. So to hear that he got a, uh, a promote, what I assume would be a, a step up is very much deserved. Like he, he definitely deserves that. But uh, to my knowledge, I'm not going to ESPN Louisville. I think you're stuck with me at the big X. Yay. You TK specifically. Would you take me? Would you want to take me with you though? Absolutely not. Well, thank you. At least lied. Absolutely not. At least lied and then like walked out the door and never answered my phone call again. In what capacity will I be taking you there? Come over. We're we're a team. I'm I'm like I'm like you. Know, I'm I'm your your carry on producer. Okay. You know you get you might get Jack if you get over there. So you can Jack's better than me. I trained him too well. I don't, Jack's not there anymore. Did Jack leave? Yeah. I didn't know he left. I haven't talked to him in so long. I like Jack. I don't even. I have no idea any of the producers over there anymore. Where did he go? Besides Nicky V. Uh, like Brian Hall left, like all the guys who were over there when I was I didn't there, know that. No. I don't know most of those people over there. I just knew Sweeney, I knew Jack, and I knew uh, I know I know uh, Nick, and I knew uh, uh, Jason. Those like the only ones I knew over there. Well, well, and Easy would sometimes do stuff. But. Yeah, I don't think he's doing stuff over there anymore. I saw Locke yesterday, which was cool. I hadn't seen him in a while. He's yeah, like, Locke's awesome. Um, all right. I guess I knew, yeah, I knew Locke too, but that's just. Yeah. Five thirty-one. Let's take a break. We have not done a great job at hammering through the text line. We'll try to do better in the next segment. We got a bunch, don't we? Yeah, we'll get through as much as we can. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton text line. We'll take our last break. We'll come back, wrap up the show after this here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one Big X.
Yesterday on cable the other day again too. So, so what? Yesterday was on, on uh, FXX the other day. So this, this song is splurging. <laughs> also featured heavily on uh, the new White Man Can't Jump. The song was? Yeah. I didn't remember that. The only thing that stuck out to me, other than the bad movie, was the uh, the the fact that there's two Sublime songs and he's wearing a Sublime shirt that I want in the movie. He's a Sublime fan, but remember the is he is like it's the yeah, Harlow himself a Sublime fan. In the movie, his characters. Okay. I have no idea. They're a California base. But the, sense. The, he asked, like, you know, the, he's asking the, the black guy, like, you know, what, what music do you like? And he, like, he says, like, Ed Sheeran's kind of okay. And, like, they kind of, and that's, he plays that song when he's, like, getting him back to be friends. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, that, now it does ring a little bell. I just think of it doing that when, in that movie yesterday, when he calls Ed Sheeran to do the concert, like, he has his own song as his ringtone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. Is, is that a, that's a D-bag move, right? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure. <laughs> Reminder, we've got Louisville Bats baseball on tonight. It's going to come on right after we're off the air today, 635. Uh, 605. Yeah. Well, 605 is the first pitch at Slugger Field. Head out there. Watch the Bats taking on uh, Omaha. And 605, the coverage will start. We'll hand the baton off to Nick Curran, who, I, again, I saw yesterday. Looking great. I've it, never met Nick Curran in balls. person. Have you not really? I've, I'm, I'm, you know what? I shouldn't say that because maybe I have, and I'm, I'm, he's going to be like, yeah. yo, we did. Because like, I know his partner in crime Nick, from Straight Pinky, Nick Evans. I've met him. Used to be Nick Evans. Now it's Phil Baker. Did he change his name? No. New, new person. Oh, 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 you mean on the show. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, I'm sorry. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I you meant that. All three of those very good guys. I was like, he changed his name to Phil Baker? Yeah. <laughs> Phil's awesome. Uh, I've both, never met him, though. Both Nicks are great. Yeah. Love all those guys. So maybe I have met Nick, and I don't remember it, but, you know, but I, I've talked to him enough. Yeah. Uh, we got about, let's see, eh, a little less than 20 minutes. We'll get to as many of these texts as we can at 502-414-1450, and then we'll look ahead to the night that we'll be in sports. Texas says, I like having a head coach that after he speaks, I actually feel better about the team and the direction of the program. That's a, yeah. Now, would that be referring to basketball or Satterfield last night? I believe that's referring to Kenny Payne. Yeah, okay, good. Because I agree. Because yeah, Satterfield never really said anything that made me like, want to cry after a press conference like Penny has. He never did in pre-game press conferences or stuff like this. There were a couple of post-game press conferences where, I think namely the, and, and in his defense, we found out later that his dad had just died. Yeah, that's but after the Kentucky about, yeah. The Kentucky game two years ago, where we got destroyed, and he kind of was just given the same like, well, you know, we 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 were playing the best we can. They had a good week of practice, and people were like, you need to be more upset. And after the Ole Miss press conference it, two years ago, I remember him, whatever in Syracuse last year, basically the last two season openers. Yeah, the Syracuse particularly, yeah. Syracuse, was... him saying that they came out and they out they were more ready to play than us, and we we're like, dude, it's the first game of the year. How can you not be ready to play? Which I still don't really understand. Well, I think we've talked off the air about what maybe it was distracting. Did we? Yeah. What they're busy watching. Oh yeah. <laughs> Texture says uh, Archie Goodwin or uh, Keontae Goodwin started at Olmstead North Middle School. Um, the true. I don't know. There's been okay. a lot of different schools over the years. Yeah. Did he bounce around middle schools too? God, I just can't stay put. I mean, <laughs> he'll love it here though if he does. <laughs> Four-year All-American. 
Section says, as a teacher, I skim a lot, but as a student, I had a teacher that obviously didn't read any assignments. I wrote the lyrics to Matchbox tw- Matchbox 20s That's well awesome. on a paper rough draft, and I got a 100. That is awesome. <laughs> that is brilliant, by the way. I love that. That's bad. I would have imagine just writing like the lyrics to Shape of You on like for like a a paper on like I don't know Harriet Tubman or something. I mean, <laughs> and turning it in. Have you seen the the uh, <laughs> Have you seen the video? It's one of those where I can't tell 100 percent if it's real or not. But somebody's good. Yeah, someone. <laughs> this guy is like, I wrote my wife a poem, and. It's it's the lyrics from the the King of Queens theme song, and he just reads them as if they're a poem. He's like, "Cause baby, all my life, I will be driving home to you." And he's, she's like, "That's so sweet, the whole thing." <laughs> I think he ripped that off of a Goldberg episode where the husband was getting yelled at for not being sensitive, and he 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 pulled off the the uh, facts of life. He's theme not because song. nobody besides you ever watches the Goldbergs. The Goldbergs is a good show. What are you talking about? <laughs> the, the Goldbergs. Don't be hating on the Goldbergs. Nobody under 50 is ripping anything off in the goal. Yes. Now, granted, the last few seasons have gone the the way of the Dodo, but, I mean, the first the first four seasons of Goldberg is classic television. <laughs> Dare you bash that. I'll take your word. Dare it. you. I got Blasphemy. This, I got this idea off a Goldberg's episode. but There was. I mean, it's, it's a funny video. He's like, my eyes are getting weary. My back is getting tight. He used growing. Traffic. I think he used growing pains though on his though. On the Greensboro Bridge tonight, but I don't care because all I want to do is cash my check and drive right home to you. Is that an actual song, by the way? It's the King of Queens theme song. But is it, but is it not a song oh, before so. King of Queens? No, I think it's written specifically for. Okay, it. I mean the, the Queensboro Bridge is very specific. Well, you don't know that it could have been like a like a I don't know Tom Waits song or something. I can see Tom Waits writing that still lyrics. Texas said, I had a sixth grade sub named Mr. Draper who once wrote his name on the board. I will get let you guess what a kid got up and did while he wasn't looking. I'm going to guess, I'm gonna guess uh, he erased the D. What was his name? Mr. Draper. Ooh, that's not nice. <laughs> I was, did you ever, do you feel bad about like things you did to substitute teachers back in the day? I don't think I ever did anything terrible. Oh, I was I was a total bastard. I mean, we had we just we, we, like no respect for the authority. Oh yeah, no, I, no, I never no. like pushed down a sub or anything like. Well, that. I didn't put I didn't physically <laughs> harm the sub. I beat up subs every day of my high school life. I mean, I remember we had a sub. One, I don't know what class it was, but man, we were. She she left in the middle just left in the middle of class and came back to, and like she didn't come back in, but the principal came back in. Like yeah. she's like ran off to him because we just drove her nuts so much. Like I, I feel bad about that still a little bit. I'm pretty sure she was in tears. There was a. I was yeah. I feel, I, if I could go back and kick uh, like 15 year old Trevor in the, in the crotch, I would. There was a teacher. I wasn't a part of this. I had a. It was in a public speaking class. My I think senior year, and there was a teacher who transferred in from. He was a basketball coach. He was an assistant, and he he had been at Glasgow when he coached Brandon Stockton when he won Mr. Basketball and went to okay. UK. And this guy, it was like a culture shock for him. Like he was very kind of country. And I was in a class with a bunch of like, like if you have a negative perception of Trinity, like this class embodied it. Like these kids were just, it was a group of a holes. Yeah, was that probably? Yeah, I know, I know that that embodiment. And yeah, and, and yeah, any negative stereotype that you have, this is the class where I'm like, okay, you've got me there. Like, like it was not me and my friends. I felt like you gotta uh, hate those two, right? Yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I was yeah. like, you're, you know, you're making us all look bad, guys. But this class was just terrible, and it was, you know, 
like, I had a couple of friends in it, but everybody else was just I, I not I was not a big fan of. And he like stormed out in the middle of class one time, and was because like somebody tried to give him constructive criticism. They were like, you know, and he was like, he's like, it's not that. He's like, it's because y'all are spoiled rotten. And he like walked out. I was like, I don't blame this guy at all. And he never came back. He was gone. He left the school. <laughs> he, did never get, he was never seen again. He, he, he wasn't. We had a sub for the rest of the semester, and he left the basketball team. He was gone. I felt kind of bad. But, yeah. Texture says, uh, Trevor's music choices seem very different today. Um, I don't know. I mean, different now. Right, you're just kind of going off of what the the topic's been. You had Howard the Duck. You had the Alpha Dog song because you watched it last night. Yeah, well, then, but then Amy because Amy Grant because who doesn't love Amy Grant? We love Amy Grant here on the show. I mean, she's the queen of Christian pop. Uh, and then what is I played Ed Sheeran for some random reason? It has been a random Tuesday. I, okay. I mean, it's, it's okay. It's it's August. We're, we're Randomness excited. is what makes is is the cornerstone of fun. Is that what people say? <laughs> I just made it up, but it sounds good, right? <laughs> Very poignant. I think it sounded like, yeah, I think it could, it could be like on a, on a birthday card or something. The teacher who started the whole conversation talking about grading all the, the English assignments said, no, Trevor, you definitely could not get away with the sleeping kid pouring water on <laughs> yeah, well, you. Have, you, have you tried it? <laughs> we had a teacher who, when a kid would fall asleep, he would just literally chuck their books out in the hall. Like, just grab and just throw them in the hall. Is there anything worse than waking up with the drool, the drool, the drool puddle? I had a coat. I was, oh, I've woken up with a few drool puddles. Yeah, I, I, drool puddles. So I was not a, I, I still am not. Like I, I'm not a morning person. I wish I was. I like mornings, but like I cannot wake up. I'm glad I said I was. It's, it's so bad. Like <laughs> yeah. I, when I think back to school, like, I don't even remember any of my first period classes in high school. Like my my day started second period. That's when I woke up. Like I would have, I would just like if I couldn't fall asleep, I would just completely zone out and be like I. I'm either going to cheat in this class or I'm going to have to get really lucky because I'm not paying any attention. I'm, I can't wake up. God, how did you get to go to college and I didn't? We were the same person in some ways. Because I just did it for one class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, well, yeah, I did, it for, I did it for second period too, but that's because first period I was at Hardy's getting breakfast. <laughs> did you take, I think, we, have we talked about it? Did you ever take the SAT or the ACT? I took one of them because they told me at Western I had to. So the ACT. It was, yeah, and then I, remember, I think I told you, like, before I actually took it, they tell me, oh, wait a minute, you don't actually need to because of your age, and I'd already paid for it. That's annoying. So I went to Wagner, and I took it, and then we had a break, like a you know, 15-minute break, I guess, halfway through. And I went inside to smoke a cigarette, and then I'm smoking a bowl, and long story short, I came back 45 minutes later. Because <laughs> I completely lost track of time. <laughs> and you just asked, like, how you didn't get to go to college. Well, no, I was already going to college at this point. I'm, I'm like, just, this, this quoting is... your quote. Go to college. I was already going to college. I'd already said because I'm going to Western. And at Western, the grades don't matter as long as your check clears. Yeah. It's like junior college, you well, know. A lot of good students go to Western. They do. They do. They're, they're just not, you know, in my area. And you. <laughs> There's a lot of good ones. And me. And Dugan. Texas, do you think the Reds make a move before six? Well, they got 13 minutes. Uh, my answer is going to be no. I think that they're not. Uh, I don't think it's happening. Texter says the, you, the ACC media poll makes zero sense. Vegas has them favored in 12 games. Not Vegas. That's just a random guy with an assignment. Vegas has them favored in eight games. Uh, the win total is set between eight and nine. They're the third favorite to win the ACC. Top 30 to make playoff. I have a hard time believing Twitter user... Coach K Fart Sniffer sixty nine who writes for BlueDevils.com, knows more than Vegas. I was that you know it sucks is that was going to be my handle. 
It's a, is that an actual? I'll, I'll see if anybody actually has that because that's a fantastic. Like that's a fantastic name. What was that's it? a great text. Co- Coach K Fart Sniffer sixty nine. Coach K Fart Sniffer sixty nine. It's still available. There are no results for Coach K Fart Sniffer sixty nine. Well, I'm going to be Coach Brom Fart Sniffer now. Sniffing JB's farts twenty four seven. JB Fart Sniffer. <laughs> but the, no, the, the point is because again, they're they're not Vegas does not have them favored in all twelve games. That was one guy for who has random for twenty four seven sports. But Vegas, I think the, the 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 at least the books that do set odds for the entire season have them favored in eight of twelve games, and their win total is like, like it's either seven and a half or eight wherever you go. So that says most people think they're going to be in that eight and four, nine and three, seven and five range, which you would assume would put them better than eighth in the conference. But I don't, you know, the ACC media they're going to do what they're going to do. Texture says, uh, when this show become Doctor Phil afternoon show. Does Doctor Phil still have a show? I don't think so. Does he? Uh, no, I said I don't. Think He's referring so. to the uh, the am I a bleep or something? I guess we were talking about that. I think it's when that text came. Um, but I don't, uh, I don't think that would made us Doctor Phil, right? Yeah, I mean, I we weren't like searching for emotion or anything. Texture says Trevor not being one hundred percent on your side about the daughter is once again concerning. <laughs> and then we found out that you had a similar experience, and you're like, no, those kids definitely wouldn't be on my list. Hell no. I wouldn't let them in my house alone, let alone in my wedding. If I'd married her, well, first of all, I'd married her, you please check to see if there's a gun in my back. But <laughs> second of all, I mean, yeah, I'd have been like, no, you can't. I would, I would have purposely refused to have her kids in the wedding just so she would divorce, so she wouldn't marry me. Texture says, on the flip side, Mike, please go to 680 working equipment over there. We we have working equipment here. Yeah, and, our, and you know what? 680, our signal is better, by the way. Oh! Because I can't get 680 or not, or their FM channel half the time in, in, in most of Louisville, especially 680. Texas, so. Mike, you don't have to say it out loud, but I have a distinct feeling this religion teacher was Mrs. Deeds. If I'm right, use the secret code. Satterfield is exciting as a white bread and milk. <laughs> That I'm taking your silence on this matter. It's confirmation that it was, in fact, Mrs. Deeds. It was not Mrs. Deeds. Okay. Uh, good was, for Mrs. Deeds. This was because this was a teacher who was only there for one year. And I think she actually left. I feel like I had a Mrs. Deeds in school at one point. She actually left to become a principal at a different school, and I was told that she was very much hated at that school. So deserved. I don't. She's probably dead. Is it weird? I don't remember any of my principals at any of my schools. Like high school, you don't remember principal? I don't remember my principal. Well, no. I you met him all at some point. No, he usually got sent to the assistant principal. And that was, I don't remember his name, but he was like a short dude with like a like really bad curly, red curly hair. And he used to annoy me. I don't remember his name to save my life. Maybe I'll go look at my yearbook. Because <laughs> I've got my yearbook now. That's right. I can go back and look at things and keep memory. At least one of them. That's all. Well, all we need. That's all. One's all we needed, right? <laughs> says, did y'all see the TikTok? Yes, we saw the TikTok guy. I looked him up briefly yesterday, but I didn't actually go like down the. I didn't watch the video myself though yet. The view is good. He, he's blown away by the speakeasy that's up in the uh, the, the Angels Envy Lounge or whatever. Like he's, he goes nuts about it. But it is kind of crazy. And I did like that U of L finally addressed it yesterday, and they were like, you know. Because I mean, this video's gotten over a million views. It's great publicity for the football program. Yeah, if we're going to embrace that little gronk bastard then yeah. let's just do this so yeah he, you know the ufl was like sorry we forgot to, yeah they had to address the fact that the kid just walked into the stadium they were like <laughs> <laughs> louis didn't close the gate behind him last night sorry about that it's like but why don't we give you a proper tour come back for a game and he was he, i guess he's done notre dame stadium before and he said you know there's only one team on louisville schedule this year that i've done a stadium review for and they haven't offered me a ticket to a game so let's do it two tickets for louisville notre dame let's go i was like well done 
that's that's solid. Texas says, so you're saying the Big X gave you a strong ass offer? They did. They 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 came correct. We had a nice little uh, business lunch at Roosters where all great business happens. And then uh, you know we had a couple meetings here, and we did the the, the famous Zoom call now with Trevor. And uh, where I was at a hotel bed, we got it, we got it done. I mean, we we, more, we mostly kind of more like it. it's more like the uh, the Big Bang thing where we just wear you down over time to where you just like eventually you say yes. No, it was more like you can kind of call it a few times, and like at first I was like, I'm just not. I, I thought there was gonna, something else was going to happen. It did probably during COVID, wasn't it? Then he called during COVID. He called yeah. like right away, like when we got off at 790 and was like you know and i was like at that time i had a non-compete and then when the non-compete runs out (laughs) COVID is going on yeah and so the plans that i thought were uh, were going to be in the works were not in the works at that point i was like i can't i mean i've got i'm basically watching my kid yeah you're being you're being mr mom or pretty much at that point right and then we kind of talked and he was sort of like what would you like and i and i was kind of like yeah let's see what we can do here and then you're like we've got trevor and we've got youtube cameras and you're like well you've got that's all i wanted i'll do it for free (laughs) can i pay some heavy tolls on top of that (laughs) god i'm still waiting for i'm I'm dreading my because on top of yesterday i had twice so i paid like six times it was eight dollars per trip so i paid 16 like 17 bucks yesterday to work yeah I thought about that as I was driving home. I was like, why am I going home? I just realized this. <laughs> Duh. Texture says, why does TK apologize for disparaging dead people but not the live ones? I doubt the dead folks care. Uh, that's true. That's true because I've always been an advocate of like not like softening the punch of, of the deceased. I, I, I never understood like where some people will change their opinions of somebody just because they've passed. I won't change my opinions. I will like. I'll, I'll do the thing where if I didn't like like somebody that that died, I'm just not gonna say anything. You know, you don't have to say anything every True. time that somebody dies. But but a prime example for me is like I've all I was always an advocate of, of of kind of a hater on Kobe Bryant, and I'm I was not a fan. And and, and I'm not gonna like change my perspective of him with his passing. I don't. I don't think I I feel like people like think if you like don't speak well about people who have passed, then you like you're you're mocking their past. Like you like you're happy they passed him some way. And I'm like I've never been that. Oh, you just don't have to say anything. Yeah, that's true. It's hard to avoid that when Kobe comes up sometimes, though. But yeah. Texture says Drew and Mark were talking about being bummed about not being able to see Andy as a dad. Well, yeah, I know they're. You talk about the worries of me being a father. A lot of changes for the in the, the Sweeney household. You know, they're, they're about to have the kid. They're going you know, to a new market. And it's, it's a lot different. And Sweeney's already about my age, so he's going to be like, yeah, his, he's going to be like in his sixties when his kids like going off to college and stuff. And he's only, like, I think, he's only a year older than I am. Is he? Yeah, he is, I see he's younger than me. I was thinking he was closer to me, but he might be younger. So he's closer. probably about forty. Yeah. Texture says. Uh, Love dogs though. The only time I have ever watched the Goldbergs is when I was forced to while on a treadmill at the gym. Okay. Well, I, which one were you forced to do, the treadmill or watch Goldbergs? Because either one, I can see being. <laughs> I can see either one being punishment. I don't know why you like. Th- that's one of the few suggestions of Nick Roush that really pan- that in the Chippendale movie. No, not that one. Uh, but. The Rescue Rangers version. But the Goldberg's first four seasons, especially, I guess Stop maybe. defending the Goldbergs. Why? Because nobody even cares. I don't even know what the show's about. Nobody even knows about anything about the Goldbergs. Anymore. What do you have against the Goldbergs? Anti-Semite. I mean, come 65. on. <laughs> it's a show. It's basically a show based in the 80s. So if you think you have to be 60s to enjoy 80s nostalgia, then. Nobody watches a show on basic cable anymore. <laughs> When was the last show you would tell me you watched? Like The Office on No, Basic no, Cable? there was something you told me bad that you watched recently that, that I, I looked at you crazy for. 
Something you and Mary said watched it. Oh, like the Vanderpump Rules, but that's Bravo. That's a reality show. Okay. Yeah, that's trash TV, but like it's it's just not, I don't watch it. I mean, sitcom you're watching like for legitimate First laughs. of all, sitcoms, network television, if you're going to watch anything on network television, sitcoms is maybe the only exception. Which I'm, exactly. And I'm not, I'm not watching anything on network television. It's good. You should watch first four seasons. It's funny. Text says ESPN Louisville's a bunch. Okay, I'm not reading the rest of that. Oh, now I want to read that. He does end the text with it's Big X or nothing. Agreed. <laughs> we just got Big X trending nationally. We're here. We're here for life. Texas that I had a physics teacher junior year who transferred to Eastern from Carroll County. He started off the class uh, the first day by saying, you will never hear me make fun of or refer to you your name in any terrible way. My name is Mr. Cox. I am your teacher. We're going to have a great year, but it depends on how hard you all can make it. I can be a dictator. The root word there isn't tater. One of my most favorite teachers ever. That's a good answer. That's a funny teacher. And by the way, for the record that you wouldn't read about it, he, he referred to one of their people as the same thing that Andy refers to himself as. Egotistical gas bag? Yeah. I think that was on his Twitter handle, actually. Oh. <laughs> I might be wrong. But that I wasn't think. about Andy. No, case. no, it was. No, it was about somebody else, but yeah. And there are a couple others. Who I, I, I disagree with because I like that person. Yeah. I do, too. Texas Dam, I really thought the Holy Trinity connection was coming in clutch. Now, I think this was, uh, this was a teacher who was just there. Like, her only year was, was my eighth grade year, and so she only taught religion to the seventh and eighth grade year. See, I, I, I religious studies at, at Western. I enjoyed it. Then again, I just I barely went, and the teacher was a Tennessee fan, so I sucked up to him in the right ways. There you go. Texas, I may, be, I may have been pretty young during the past Rutherford Show iterations, but I've got to say this is my favorite one. Thank you. I can't wait for the Monday after a season opener win for the first time on the Big X show. It's going to feel weird. It's I tell you right now. Oh, if we, we haven't got a chance to do that yet, have we? If we had the YouTube cameras here for that post game show, that post show, they they would really there'd be they they would change us to the Triple X station. Like I can't imagine. I mean, this the Ole Miss one. I know I did by myself. You I'm going gone. shirtless, nipple twisting. If we win that game, yeah. The, the Ole Miss one I did by myself. The Syracuse one. I know we were both very upset. And everybody was very upset. Yeah, the, the Ole Miss you did do by, which is probably good because I remember I predicted us to get blown out in that game. I was very anti going into that. Yeah, I was pretty pissed off that day. Yeah, you. Yeah. I don't think you picked us to win, but you thought we'd be a lot closer. Probably. I think I had right. us losing by like ten. Yeah, and I picked us to lose by like twenty one. Yeah. Texas Mike. At least if it had to all end, it ended at a Clarksville Hooters. Then I guess. It it was only right that it started back up at a big extra. No, it was a, it was Hooters in Jeffersonville. It's where I am right now. Everything has come full circle. Was it the Hooters over here? It was the Hooters in Jeffersonville, which I made a joke tweet about, and then every news station used the quote. I did it remote at that that Hooters. Though, it's though. A great Hooters. That was two things I remember. I'll never forget right, we about gotta, that. We gotta go. One here. by the time I did it there, we still had smoking a lot in restaurants in Indiana, so I was like, sweet. And two, it was the Trevor Inman uh, Masters win. You bring up the Trevor Inman Masters Because I remember being at Jeffersonville Hooters watching right, it. we got to get out of here because we got Bats baseball. 6.05. Keep it right here. Bats taking on Omaha. Uh, go Marte. Go Bats. Get it done. Go Red Stein. Beat the Cubs. We'll uh, see you guys tomorrow, 3 o'clock. Go Cards. I'm in love with your body. Last night you were in my room. And now my bed she smell like you Every day discovering something brand new well, I'm in love with your body Oh I, oh I, oh I, oh I.